Hello, everybody, and welcome back to WCAT The Den. I'm Ethan. I'm Matthew. I'm Jackson. And what are we doing today? Talking about sports. <laughs> Thank you, Matthew. And today, this is our actually 13th episode, and it's uh, a little different because uh, we're all stuck at home, and uh, magical number 13 uh, kind of kind of given us a little lucky number, so to speak. We're all stuck at home, haven't been at school, but... Today, we're going to still attempt to keep up with our sports, despite all of them being canceled. And uh, <laughs> there's been some uh, news in the NFL area, NFL free agency. So that's what we're going to be discussing today. We got the NFL free agency. We'll go through all the different player moves, and then we'll finish it off with the uh, NFL free agency uh, power rankings that ESPN came out with. We'll finish off by going through that, give our opinions about that. But starting off with uh, the biggest news, obviously, regarding the uh, NFL free agency. Tom Brady is no longer a Patriot. He's gone to the, the happiest Tampa day of my life. Yes. Are you kidding? <laughs> I'm, I'm a Dolphins fan. This is, this is, hallelujah. I've been calling it for years. Thank God he's finally gone. But wow. What, what are you guys' thoughts on that? Uh, you can start, Jackson. I'll go after you. All right. Um, even though he's going to the NFC, which is going to suck, um, luckily for you. The, Bears, the Bears don't have to play them. One, because I don't think we played the NFC South this year. And two, the Bucks finished dead last in the division. So we're, we're good there. But I think it's good. The evil empire is finally, finally over. And I can't wait to see how Bill Belichick rebuilds this team. Because that's basically what they're going to be going through, is a massive rebuild. Yes, and as much as I uh, want to really kick out all the – Patriots and just say they're going to be dead last in division. They're not going to be gone just yet. Bill Belichick is a mastermind. He's going to find a way to make that Jared Stidham an absolute god. I, I just or Brian Hoyer or Bri Oh God, I forgot they signed Brian Hoyer. They gave him like man. a five million dollar contract. They got something planned there. We'll see if the bald man could do it. <laughs> I I have my doubts. Ah, oh, but I don't know. I mean. Him joining Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay was already stacked defensively-wise with their defensive front, Shaq Barrett. They re-signed Sue. Just, they're just going to be unsettled. Their cornerbacks? Mm -mm. Cornerbacks, not the greatest, but they'll, we'll, we'll see if they can do anything with that. But Brady apparently still has his arm. We'll see if he's still into doing something like that. But I don't know. <laughs> I think the major concern – sorry, Jackson – I think the major concern with the Patriots is now when you have like I think Brian Hoyer is at least 35, 40, something like that. He looks like he's 60. <laughs> but Brian Hoyer, major concern is that they really don't have anybody to support. Like Tom Brady at least was still able to do something as a quarterback. Brian Hoyer literally has almost no talent left in it in at this point. And my concern for the Patriots is that they might go like six and ten, seven and nine and might not make the playoffs at all. But with Bill Belichick, 9-7 and seven seems like a reasonable reasonable target. I just don't know if that's going to be enough to make the new 17 playoffs. With the Bills just increasing all their value, they got Stefan Diggs in that whole entire thing, which we can cover in a bit. But with them being there, I mean, I think the Patriots are uh, going to lose their reign. I think there's going to be a new AFC East champion, probably the Bills, maybe the Dolphins. But – Oh, I wouldn't go oh, that guys, far. I mean, not. your third best player is now Jordan Howard, so I don't know about that one, Chief. We'll get to that when we uh, 
<laughs> go over all, each of our teams eventually in this thing, but I'll give my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I was just going to touch on something real quick. It, oh, there's a dog. Um, I'm going to touch on something real quick in terms of – I think the other big storyline is DeAndre Hopkins. Um, <laughs> oh, well, oh my God! I'm I'm I am a Jaguars fan, duh. And the Texans trading away DeAndre Hopkins for a second round pick and having to take on David Johnson's contract while trading away the best receiver in the NFL to one of the youngest rising stars, in my opinion, in the league for the Arizona Cardinals. This Cardinals team. We'll make a push for something in the NFC. I see. I just – I feel it. If there's one team that can go from nothing to something in one year, the Cardinals are that team for sure. I actually disagree. They have such a tough division because, yes, the Rams lost Todd Gurley, but in this new NFL, you don't really need a star running back anymore. I mean, when the Patriots won theirs, they had defense and a solid running back in Sony Michelle. And – you're going to obviously have the NFC champion 49ers and then you're going to have Seattle who made the playoffs last year. Plus you look around the rest of the NFC. I mean, you got green Bay, Minnesota, even though they lost a lot of pieces, they're going to be respectable, but they're not going to, I don't think they're a playoff team yet. I oh, you don't to... think they make the playoffs at all. No, I think they're six and 10, seven and nine missed the playoffs by like a couple games. In that division, I'd, I'd have to agree with him, too. I don't know because Seattle – you're speaking – got to go through the division. Seattle was just in the playoffs. The Rams was just in the play, – or, no, they missed the playoffs. They um, would have made it under the 17 format. There's three teams that have just been absolutely stacked, and they're not looking like they're losing anytime soon. Just because Arizona just brought it, brought in another town of DeAndre Hopkins, they, their defense is still icky. It's, it's not the greatest. And that's why I don't see – with all these great offenses in that entire, like, NSC West division, I don't see them moving up. Yes, they got DeAndre Hopkins, but they're a younger team they're going to develop. They're just waiting as, uh, as, as any other, like, smaller team. Like, I'm going to keep bringing it back to the Dolphins. They're waiting for any, the dynasties to end. So when and if this Seattle dynasty and the Rams slowly but surely run out because the talents are slowly but surely trying to leave the Rams at least, and then Russell Wilson slowly but surely running out of his magic dust but after those two teams leave, it's going to be San Francisco and Arizona, and those two are going to be fighting it once again, as I believe it was a few years ago, they were doing the exact same thing as the other, the Rams and the Seahawks were tragic, but mm -hmm. back then, but I, as much as DeAndre Hopkins is a great help and they'll have Larry Fitz, they'll have plenty of talents on that offense. The offensive will be explosive, but that's up to Cliff Kingsbury to pull some upsets out of his magic hat and we'll see if he could do it. Here's the thing with the Cardinals, and at least the theory, because Jadavion Clowney has not signed to a team yet. Um, DeAndre Hopkins and Jadavion Clowney were, big, were really big friends in, in Houston, and they built a good relationship there. Jadavion Clowney reduced his price uh, for teams that wanted to sign him. It's now, instead of being like $25 million, he's made it, it, people he's willing to sign for like a $17 million annual contract. The Cardinals didn't have enough money for him then. They have enough money for him now. And I think they're definitely willing to spend whatever money they have left on Clowney. I think that's a good move. Um, I don't think Clowney's even going to get that because he had around the same sack total as Leonard Floyd last year. And Leonard Floyd got cut from his team and signed, I believe, just under 
10 million a year for, with the Rams. So I think Clowney's going to have to reduce his asking price even more. Would I rather have Clowney than Floyd? Yes, but I think he's still too high. I think like 15 or 14 million, I think we'll get it done. What do you he think? To, yeah, he has to prove himself because it's been a little while since he's actually been really elite. I mean, last year he, he did do great, but this year wasn't that in Seattle, did not necessarily 100% work out. And that's why I don't think he deserves the big bucks as much as he's been asking for. I mean, the Dolphins already gave him a shit ton of money and they uh, already said no. <laughs> they, or apparently he said no, but it must have been rumors because. He, the Dolphins are gonna might even get him too because of all the money that they have. But I don't know at this point because of how, how long he's lengthened this. I mean, he, him and like Cam Newton are just kind of stuck in a little just pool by themselves or just laying there as all the teams are just staring back at them like they don't really want him as much. It's because they're asking for way too much price wise. So I don't know. I don't. I, I if, in my opinion, if I see one place he's going to end up, I think he's going to stay with Seattle, despite it not necessarily working out. They have, they, they have the money and they, they, they cannot afford to lose Clowney in that defense wise. If they would look to continue to push for the last few years of Russell Wilson's career to make somewhat make a playoff push in any, any way possible. I don't see any way Clowney goes back to Seattle. Um, just being completely honest. I see, I don't see any way Clowney goes back. He would have resigned already. And I think Clowney is looking for a team that's not necessarily a top contender now, but a place where he can stand out and help a team reach the playoffs. And so I look at teams like Arizona. I look at teams like Tampa Bay. I look at even maybe a team like Buffalo as, and, or Miami, either, either place there, I think could be good places for Clowney to go. Build a foundation there. Maybe a prove-it kind of deal. Maybe like a one-year, 14-mil. And then if he and if they feel good, sign him to a big time contract extension and get the money that he right believes he deserves. And just quickly going back on that, I was taking a look at the stats while you guys were talking. Yeah, Leonard Floyd and Jadavian Clowney had both had three sacks last year. So Clowney did have a pick six though. Yeah, but three sacks and a pick six is not really worth twenty million dollars a year in my opinion. Yeah, no, it is not. You get that from Whitney Merciless. Any, any of the guys at this point. Oh, all right. Would you, what was our big trade that happened? I got to go through all this stuff. Stefan Diggs. Diggs to Buffalo. Diggs. Did we come back to it? We'll come back to it now. Uh, I believe it was trade, which somehow the uh, Bill O'Brien couldn't get a first round pick for DeAndre Hopkins, who was one of the best wide receivers in the entire league. But the, Minnesota Vikings got a first rounder and a few more picks for Stefan Diggs for uh, as he went to Buffalo and uh, Minnesota got a bunch of picks to maybe look for a future if they're trying to rebuild question mark. <laughs> I don't see Minnesota making the playoffs. First of all, we'll start with the Minnesota side and then the Buffalo side. I think Minnesota has no chance of making the playoffs this year. None. And and it's not mainly because of Stefan Diggs. I think it's because of all the pieces they've lost so far in free agency. Diggs is a major part of that. He's a reliable guy you can count on in the playoffs and in any really situation. And with Diggs gone, 
I think they're out of the NFC North race completely and out of the NFC race in general. And in terms of the Bills, I think you may have found one of our newest championship contenders in Buffalo. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I think that is not something that is controversial. I think that the Bills needed that one big piece on offense because their offense last year was just – it wasn't great. It could use improvement in the receiver game. They got that in Stephon Diggs, and although it did cost them a first-round pick, I think it was definitely worth it to pick up Diggs for that. And I think the Vikings have run themselves off the board as a contender. Um, yeah, I'm not sure I totally agree with the whole Vikings not a playoff contender. I think they'll be close. Um, but just to get the full details on the deal, it was uh, Diggs and a seventh to Buffalo for the 22nd overall pick, a fifth and a sixth, all in this year's draft. Um, the big thing with Buffalo is they're kind of in a similar situation that the Bears were in last year. Had a fantastic, and the Jags two years ago. Right. They had a fantastic defense. They made the playoffs. They had solid quarterback play. The big thing is, is Josh Allen going to follow the route of Mitch Trubisky and Blake Bortles or is he going to be more of a – I'm not going to never compare him to Patrick Mahomes, but have a, have a jump to the positive where he throws for maybe 4,000 yards and 30 touchdowns, something like that. I think the Bills are going to reverse the curse. Out of all of what I think is like the defense-only curse, I think they break it. I think this is the team that breaks it because if you saw what the Bears and Jaguars did, they didn't do anything to change their offense. The Bills got one of the best receivers in the NFL to help Josh Allen, and they've kept their defense. And so I think that this is finally the team, or at least the quarterback, that breaks through and makes the Bills a legitimate Super Bowl contender this year. Well, you guys got to remember what happened last year in the playoffs. <laughs> because Buffalo ended up uh, choking, I believe, right? Oh, that's right. Yes. They choked to Bill O'Brien's Houston Texans. That won't yeah. happen this the year because the Texans Brian. won't be anywhere close to the playoffs. Yes, that's true. Now that they got rid of their entire town and they're in complete rebuild mode and Deshaun Watson wants to leave. But the Bills, I, I haven't said my opinion yet. The, the, Bills, the, the Bills are the Bills, and they're always going to be the Bills. <laughs> no matter what they have, Josh Allen, the, the one thing they got to fix to like really prove to me next year is fix Josh Allen's decision-making. Yes, he's a great at player. But his, uh, he, he makes some uh, not-so-smart decisions sometimes. And when in the playoffs, it came costly, like what we saw in the playoffs when they choked to the Houston Texans. If they're going to be able to try and make that leap to the final step, they have to – yes, they have all this talent in the world, but being able to <laughs> make that decision-making and being able to get all these people to actually, like, live up to their expectations because, yes, Stefan Diggs likes talking smack, but he's – his production has been meh this last few years as Adam Thielen took his spot on the Minnesota Vikings. He, he built his way all the way up. So that's why I think Diggs going there. Yes, it gives them a new start. Yes, it gives the Bills an actual named like wide receiver on their team that you could actually know their name because last year, who who were the wide receivers on Buff, on Buffalo? I mean, besides Cole Beasley and who else? Nobody knew. John because, Brown. John, yeah, John, Brown, uh, John Brown, th those two, which – yeah, they're, those are two wide receivers, but they're short. I mean, usually tall wide receivers in this, <clears throat> in this day and age, that's where, like, that's where the teams most have success. 
with uh, Michael Thomas and even Calvin Johnson and all them. The, the bigger wide receiver, all you do is just lob it up to him. Easy catch for the other team. So getting more players on the team that may be a little bit taller. Yes, the speed is great with Josh Allen's arm, but when in doubt, lob it up and hope for the best because that's sometimes with Josh Allen's not so great decision-making might help help him a little bit. But being able to get a Stefan Diggs is definitely a great help. And I think Buffalo will definitely improve. I think 100% they'll be taking the AFC East this year. I mean, I do too. There's, there's no, no real debate about that, even though people are still believing the Jets are still in it. I mean, ugh. but, uh, you know, the Jets have absolutely no chance at all. None. Zero. That, uh, yeah. <laughs> Buffalo, I see them succeeding. That was a great trade. And we'll move on to our next trade if you guys have any, nothing else to really add. No, not really. You can go ahead. Not until we get uh, to, uh, like, divisions and stuff like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go, we'll go to a trade that uh, wasn't really much big. But we'll, I, I have two in mind, two new quarterbacks and two new places. We'll, we'll start off with uh, the lesser-known one, the uh, Marcus Mariota to the Oakland – sorry, not Oakland, Las Vegas Raiders. God, I'm, I, it's going to be hard to get used to that. But uh, Marcus Mariota goes to the Raiders <clears throat> in their brand-new stadium. And with that whole John Gruden offense thing, they could be a sneaky dark horse team in the AFC this year. That's if Mariota starts, though. Yeah. Because I think that John Gruden is a guy who's going to stick to a quarterback for a while until he feels the need to make a switch. And I think Derek Carr and Marcus Mariota are on relatively even play, playing levels and play styles kind of, too. Um, Mariota's more mobile than Derek Carr, for sure. But in terms of throwing accuracy and in terms of just who's got the better arm, I think it's a pretty even matchup. And I don't know – I think Mariota should be starting over Derek Carr. I just don't know how much of a difference it makes in the team, though. Yeah, I mean, Derek Carr and Marcus Mariota. I mean, Marcus Mariota was a backup to Ryan Tannehill of all players. I mean, no offense, Ryan Tannehill. I mean, <laughs> but, Tannehill uh, deserves more credit than he receives. Yeah, I mean, he did hand the ball off a ton to Derek Henry. But Marcus Mariota ended up losing his job to a player who's been struggling with the Dolphins and then came. I mean, yes, they made it pretty far. I mean, yes, Ryan Tannehill did beat Baltimore. There's no taking that away from him in Baltimore. And he played a decent amount in that game. But Marcus Mariota, he's been all right. He hasn't been really lived up his high expectations as, I believe, the second pick, right? Hi, Jameis Winston, yeah. Behind Jameis Winston, but wow! Looking back at that draft, they both suck. Ooh, yeah. Jesus, that's bad. <laughs> but uh, the, Marcus Mariana, I don't really put putting just getting more quarterbacks as we've seen with the whole Denver thing. They have doesn't really solve the problems by getting a new quarterback every year and trying to fix the whole of uh, Peyton Manning like Denver did. I don't think they'll be able to fix the whole of their once great. Uh, players that they used to have didn't John John Gruen did play for the Raiders or was that somebody else I'm thinking he did I'm, coach for the Raiders and also the Buccaneers that's what I'm thinking of yeah so he, he is that used to this Raiders format the Raiders were a surprise that they actually won a few games with their young talents so they're a younger team up on the rise and someone to definitely keep an eye out for yeah um, Agreed. I think Derek Carr should be starting I know um it's not only just talent-wise, I think Carr should be starting. It's also durability. Um, besides being mm-hmm. benched, Mariota's barely played every single game. 
Um, and taking a look at the accuracy stats, I mean, Derek Carr completed 70% of his passes last year. Yeah, only just over 4,000 yards and 21 touchdowns. But when you compare that to Mariota, who even his barely, he's only gotten over 65% once in his career. So Derek Carr, I wanted the Bears to get him. Um, we'll probably get into that next trade next. But, um, yeah, I think he should be starting. I think maybe they should kind of run a couple of two quarterback plays here and there where you have Carr and Mariota in the backfield just to see how that works. But overall, yeah, I think I think the Raiders will be a dark horse. Um, the AFC West is will be interesting, but I think they have a chance. I don't I don't know if they'll make the playoffs, but they'll have a chance to fight for second or third in that division. Mm-hmm. The AFC is going to be broken this year. Every, everyone's leaving the AFC. <laughs> it's true. So we'll see if anyone can take that air. But I want to save our uh, personal teams since we're going to be biased towards all those other teams to like the end of all the trades. So there, there is two more. I, I said two, but there's actually three. Core, there's three quarterbacks in new places that we forgot to talk about besides Brady. There's Philip Rivers will go next to. Philip Rivers to the Colts. The old guy. Decided, the Colts decided to risk it all with the old man that left the AFC West and went to the uh, Colts uh, to try and solve their problem there. I don't know if that's a good idea for them. Yes, it's a good idea to get a veteran in there, but with Jacoby Brissett and Philip Rivers, I don't know if that's an upgrade or not. It's kind of like a mediocrity, same thing. Just a thing, or is it just a thing to fill the hole or fill the gap that they have a problem with? Who, it's not going to really solve their problems, and I don't know. That was a really good good decision. This is my theory. With this, is I think Philip Rivers was signed there on what was it like a one year fourteen fifteen mil whatever it was one year twenty five million twenty five okay. Um, <laughs> Jacoby Brissett's getting fifteen mil this year. There's one team that he's been to before that needs a quarterback in the Patriots, and I don't think they're going to pay Brissett 15 mil off the bench. So this is why I'm confused by this signing more than mostly anything else, is that I get that they needed a quarterback, but then why do you still have a $15 million backup? You're basically just throwing away 15 mil for a guy that may or may not come into the final game of the season. Yeah, Like a backup is not worth that much money. I don't know. I mean, you see what Chase Daniel's been getting paid, and I would rather have Jacoby Brissett than Chase Daniel. Um, I actually like the move. The Chargers had a, a really bad offensive line. Yes, they did trade for Tri Turner, but Rivers was already gone by then. Uh, so, and that doesn't really, they still have holes at uh, left tackle, I believe, but I think they signed Brian Bulaga. I'm not sure. Uh, I, I think, yeah, I think so too. Okay. So, but I think it's a good spot for Rivers. He has a fantastic offensive line, solid weapons. They did lose Devin Funches, but he really didn't do a whole lot um, in Indianapolis. So, and he has a solid running game as well. I mean, Melvin Gordon and Eckler. Eckler was good last year, but Melvin Gordon was not very good running the ball. So I think. I think it's a good spot for Rivers. It's good for the Colts as well. It's one year, $25 million. Uh, yes, it's a lot of money, but it's one year. If he doesn't work out, you're not tied up with a 36, 37-year-old quarterback for multiple years. 
So Agreed. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that too because, I mean, yeah, it's, it's an old guy, an old fart going to another old, older place. But f- for him to go there and to maybe save their season because they're at, at this point, they have the weapons and they're looking to really make that leap or final step in a division that right now, if you look at it, uh, they really have a chance to make it because you got the Houston Texans, the Jaguars, they're at this point really tanking. And then <laughs> you got the Titans. Yeah. So sorry to say that, but like, and then the Titans. Oh, yeah. No, no offense taken. I'm well aware. Yeah. So it's basically just me a fight between the Titans and the Indy. And Indy has a really good chance. They just barely missed it last year to make the playoffs. So I think that with uh, Philip Rivers and the veteran presence and his signal calling, they might really have a chance to make the next step. All right. But uh, moving on to an, another quarterback and another new face. Is uh, this this one's more of a uh, surprise to some people? He was looking for a lot of money. Teddy Bridgewater to the Carolina Panthers. This is an interesting one for me too. Um, I had a feeling that Matt Rule was not gonna want to have Cam Newton. I had that feeling from the beginning. I just didn't expect Bridgewater to be the the answer here. I thought they were going to draft a quarterback. I didn't think they were going to go in free agency. So I'm interested to see why they take Bridgewater, why they pay him when he really – yeah, he had a five-game stretch, but he also had Michael Thomas. The Panthers – And Amara or – Kamara. 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 Yeah, Kamara. Yeah, I was about to say because I'm still used to saying talk about the Bears, but <laughs> – The thing here is, yeah, you've got Christian McCaffrey. So, I mean, that's definitely a piece. But DJ Moore, they have they have pieces, but I just don't know if they're enough to keep Bridgewater at a solid starting quarterback level. I I have my I have my doubts about Bridgewater still. Yes, I saw what he did in New Orleans, but that's that's a Saints offense. This is the Panthers we're talking about, and I don't know what Bridgewater does to make this team better. Say that again. They got C Mac, Christian McCaffrey. They do. That's all you need. True. I mean, just look at what Ryan Tannehill did for the Titans. I'm not sure it was just the guy handing the ball to the running back. But maybe Teddy Bridgewater fills in that assignment as well. But then again, why do you pay Ryan Tannehill 20 mil? Um, but, I mean, Bridgewater, does anybody know the exact money he's getting? Uh, three years, I believe, $63 million. Exactly. That's kind of the point I'm off of. A $31 million a year. In- yeah. 31 mil a year? Not, no, a, not 20, a year, right? 21. 21. I can't 21, 21 mil a year. Okay. That's a lot of money to pay a guy who's really not proven himself. I, I don't know. My, I have my doubts there. I don't know. I think, yes, it was a long time ago, but Bridgewater was a solid starter with Minnesota. Um, he was. They did make it to the playoffs. Uh, they should have advanced the next round, but Blair Walsh doesn't know how to kick. Um, yeah, that was that was that was tough to watch. That was a glorious moment for me, but <laughs> but no, I think he'll do a solid job. Um, Panthers just going to be so interesting because they've lost three of their top players in franchise history all in one off season. I mean, this is very reminiscent of after the 49ers went to the Super Bowl or it was, oh no, it was the year after they lost to Seattle in the NFC championship game. Patrick Willis retired. He had Navarro Bowman, that nasty ACL injury. And then you had a, a couple other players lead. You had um, 
that one rugby player, that rookie who retired. Um, so, and then with the Panthers, obviously Cam Newton's gone. He's still not signed, which is surprising. Uh, you don't. Oh no, that's not surprising. Luke Keekley is gone. Thomas Davis has already been gone for two years now. Greg Olson's in Seattle, so it's going to be interesting. They're going to they're, they're going to have to hit a home run in the draft to stay competitive in that division because now they got to defend Tom Brady, Matt Ryan, and Drew Brees. Oh so, my god! Yeah, I feel bad got, for. Ch- Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. If I feel bad for Carolina's defense. Of all the years to lose Luke, Luke Keekley, you lose him the year Tom Brady comes to your division. Agreed. But Jack Thompson should be good, so that should be interesting. Yep. I I think the Panthers will likely be the worst team in that division this year. Um, I do. The NFC South and West are so loaded, though, that I think the Panthers are just going to have issues there. And I think that's why we discussed the Cardinals. That's why we discussed the Cardinals having issues earlier there too. Um, Todd Gurley is also another player that, who now on the Atlanta Falcons is another issue for that Panthers defense. Every single team they have to play twice a year. There's one guy you're like, oh god. For the Saints, it's Michael Thomas. For the Falcons, it's Todd Gurley. For the Buccaneers, mm-hmm. it's legitimately everybody on that offense. But. Like, there's a lot of scary pieces, and that Panthers defense was not good last year. In this division, with those quarterbacks and those weapons, they are in trouble. Yeah, I mean, each one of those teams has a basically a trio excluding the quarterback. I mean, in Atlanta, you got Julio, Todd Gurley, and Calvin Ridley. New Orleans, mm-hmm. you have Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, and Emmanuel Sanders. And now in Tampa, you have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, O.J. Howard. So, they're and no running back, but that's okay. Is gonna have a lot of fun. They're gonna, and I, my opinion, they're gonna end up battling for the bottom spot with Atlanta. I just think Tampa Bay and New Orleans are better. So, me too. And another thing to go with, like the Saints that you guys were saying, you guys know uh, Malcolm Jenkins also signed with the Saints, so it's, it's gonna be an even harder job for Teddy Bridgewater to do his job because. The, cor- the cornerbacks and defenses are also even getting better. I mean, the Atlanta lost a few pieces, but Tampa Bay's defense is still there, and the Saints' defense is still there. That's why it's going to be very hard for this big Teddy Bridgewater project, so to speak. To, it's going to maybe work out. We'll have to see. Depends on which division they play in the NFC. <laughs> I'm, no, and that's not a joke. It genuinely depends on who they play in the NFC. If it's like the East or the North, they should not, not the North. If they play the East, yay, lottery ticket. If they play the West, you might as well retire um, because it's just not going to be a good season. And I think everybody knows that at this point. That there are issues here that Bridgewater is put in a situation where he's in the NFC in one of the best divisions in football, and he's going to have a hard time maneuvering past these teams. Six of his 16 games this year are going to be against very, very strong teams on both offense and defense, and he has to get ready for that. Um. Carolina is playing the NFC North and the AFC West. Yeah, they're they're, they're, they're at Minnesota, at Green Bay, at Kansas City, and at um, LA Chargers. So what is your uh, your record predictions for this team? <laughs> I need to pull up five and eleven. Schedule. Five and eleven, five six and ten. I think they're pretty much going to be about just as bad as they were last year. Might have to put a bet down in Vegas against them. 
the Panthers are in trouble. And I think it's not – if they were in a different division, story might be different. This, this division, though, against the NFC North and the AFC West, the AFC West, literally every team in that division now actually looks like a legitimate team, except for the Chargers. But that division looks good. You know, and speaking of, can we talk about Melvin And Gordon they play the Cardinals. Like, the Panthers play the Cardinals. Oh, they're down there too. Um, but I think the most interesting signing in all of free agency to me is Melvin Gordon. Like, there's a lot of the ones here that were interesting to me. This one just – what? You have Philip Lindsay, who, has, who is a rising star in our league. Yes, he did not have as strong of a year last year as he did a tricky season. But then now – you add Melvin Gordon. What does Philip Lindsay do now? I don't I think get it. it. It's going to end up being a running back. They're going to split carries, I believe, for the most part. And you got Melvin Gordon for what he wanted on a discount. So it's a low-risk, high-reward. You can either have a situation where Melvin Gordon returns back to his Pro Bowl form a few years ago, or you have a situation where Philip Lindsay rebounds after a – subpar year last year so I it doesn't make sense on paper but I think it's more of less of an insurance policy for LA and the Broncos yeah because the Broncos are going to be running basically the same offense that they've already had with Melvin Gordon in the chart like with the Chargers because Philip Lindsay is just going to become the PR running back the one who receives or catches everything because he's shown that he could do that and Melvin Gordon's going to take the more of the load where he runs it, he's going to be like the tailback. He's going to be the big guy taking all the big hits and running it down the middle. But he's shown that he could do very well. And like we said a few years ago, but we don't know after all these years and all these holdouts if he's still himself. Because last year, fantasy football-wise, he was a bust. So (laughs) after he did his whole holdout. But overall, I mean, with the great Drew Locke, I mean, Drew Locke is on on his rise. (laughs) Yes. The great Drew Locke. Yes, he's he's on the rise. But the but is it Denver's overall is on the rise offensively. Defensively, they're losing pieces left and right, and that's not good. I mean Charles and Harris. Von Miller best, cannot, and Von Miller cannot carry an entire defense. Yeah, Von Miller cannot carry the entire defense. Charles Harris or God Charles. <laughs> Chris Harris. Chris Harris. I can't get any names right now, right right now. I'm sorry. But uh Chris Harris has just went to their division rivals in the Chargers. That Chargers defense, I, we, have, we didn't even talk about that. It's unbelievable fact. But just them losing more and more pieces, their offensive, just like Arizona, is going to be good. But having an explosive offense doesn't always mean wins. So, because defense wins championships. So, <laughs> tell that Unless to the Kansas City Chiefs. Chicago. That's true. That's true. But they, they had a great pieces on the defense. So, and their scheme was right. So, <laughs> Speaking of the Chargers, I'm going to touch on them for five seconds. Their offense may be 33rd in the league, and there's only 32 teams. And their defense, their, yeah, although their defense is good, their offense is going to be a train wreck that Wheeling's offense might just be better. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But, you oh. know, honestly, the Chargers offense, here's the big issue here. Yes, Austin Eckler is very good. Yes, Keenan Allen is very good. But here's your problem. Who's throwing footballs to that team? Like Tyrod Taylor, I get it. Tyrod Taylor. I get Tyrod Taylor is a quarterback. That's pretty much it. I don't really know if there's any other career accolades. Tyrod Taylor, quarterback. And that's pretty much all you see. Playoff appearance. 
Congratulations, you got injured, and then Nathan Peterman blew the game for you against our team. Jazz um, hands. <laughs> but, you know, I think the big issue with the char- with this entire division, I'm just going to go by this entire division, what the big problem is, why I think none of them are getting to the Super Bowl. Um, yes, I said the Chiefs aren't going to the Super Bowl. I, I think every team has a weakness on, even- on one side of the ball. Chiefs, defense. Raiders, uh, just all around not qualified. Broncos, defense. Chargers, offense. They all have big issues that they can't solve in a single season. And that's just going to lead to their problems, and they're not going to really have much success. And that's why the AFC, as we've said multiple times, they're going to suck this year. <laughs> I, think, I think the NFC Championship might as well just be the Super Bowl. Yep. Um, that's how it's been unless, for the last few years. <laughs> unless Baltimore or Buffalo decides to storm through a gate, I don't really see anybody else in the AFC contending with the winner of the NFC this year. And I hate to count Kansas City out of things, but I just – I do not have the belief in that team back-to-back years. I get that it's Mahomes and whatnot, but I still don't have the same trust in them that I do yet. All righty, so – as we've talked about that, we have left one player in particular out defensively wise that could make a make a weird change in the in the NFC East. Uh, Darius Slay was one of the big guys out there for defenses wise. He went to the Eagles, I believe, for yep. a I'm third and a fifth. Third and a fifth. Thank you. Third and a fifth as he goes to the Eagles to improve their defense after losing Malcolm Jenkins. I mean, you lose one, you get one. I mean, those. Both those players are very, very good, and I think Darius Slade coming to this team, he's finally free from Detroit. Yay! <laughs> he's free from their horrible managing and stuff, and after all that, I don't know if anyone heard about the Matt Patricia uh, conflict between those two and how uh, yep. <laughs> Darius Slade was uh, kind of not really very – that Matt Patricia didn't believe in him, let's just say that. <laughs> and now that I don't think anybody believed him, in him with that defense last year. I mean, no offense to Darius Slay, but it was just him in that entire like Detroit Lions area, and that I've, sucks to suck. At least for the Detroit Lions fans, as they uh, continue to keep making bad decisions. But remember yeah. when they were three and zero last year? They uh, were th- no, they started three, out one. like two, Sorry. three, one and one. Two zero oh, and one. It was two zero oh, and one or something like that, right? And then they lost to Green Bay off of two really bad penalties. <laughs> yeah, Matt. yeah, they ended and then up Matthew Stafford got hurt. So. Oh, yes, the one and only David Blau. Oh, the legend. Um, <laughs> Fantasy legend. I picked him up on Thanksgiving Day, dropped 30. I will try and keep the my Bears. bias out of it. Uh, but <laughs> I think besides me being a Bears fan, this is an easy win for Philadelphia. They've had secondary issues for a long time. And while there's not a lot of big weapons, in that division outside, at least wide receiver wise, outside of Amari Cooper in Dallas. Um, I think they did, that was a fantastic job. They got him basically dirt cheap, gave him an extension, which I think he deserved. And Detroit continues to make no sense. They're becoming the Detroit Patriots. Um, They traded for Deron Harmon. They signed Trey Flowers last year. Um, I'm sure they probably got, Ryan Allen as their punter, because why not? Um, Isn't he actually their point guard? And point guard, punter. Uh, <laughs> I don't think he is. I think they have someone else. Um, but anyway, 
I am. Uh, I feel bad for Detroit fans. I really do because none of their teams are good. The Pistons are bad. The Tigers are bad. Uh, and the Lions. The are, Red Wings are horrible. Red Wings. Red Wings are horrible. Um, even though some of the Blackhawks lost to them, but. Um, you love to see it. But yeah, I mean. I'm happy for it, Mitch Trubisky or and or Nick Foles is can continue to torch Matt Patricia's man defense uh, two times a year. So those are two easy wins. So I'm happy for that, but I do feel bad for Detroit fans. They deserve a lot better. Yeah, and b- before we get into things, is there anything I was going to say? This is a good transition to move into uh, the Bears discussion. As we're uh, you, you're discussing the big Nick Foles trade, who uh, Nick Foles joins the Bears in hopes of fixing their whole quarterback problem and we'll we'll, we'll start with uh before we get into jackson i, w- I want to hear matthew's opinion about this i was just gonna say let the jaguars okay. fans speak first <laughs> all right we're getting warmed up um this is exactly what we needed i've been hoping for this since Minshew decided to show up on this team and ever since Minshew started a game Ever since I saw him play, I knew he was our future. Young kid, drafted out of Washington State, and the biggest personality possibly of any player in NFL history, and he's only been in the league for like a year. (laughs) I I think that Minshew is definitely a revenue getter and is definitely the future of this team. We're not paying a backup $22.5 million. We'll let Chicago deal with that. Um, Trading him is the exact thing we needed to do, get rid of all controversy in the locker room and say this is our quarterback. You deal with it or you leave, which is Yannick Ngakwe is going to do that in a second. But I think we got what we – what would we get? We got like a fourth-round pick? Yeah. Is that right? Okay. We got a mid-round pick, so now we have 18 bazillion picks in the first five rounds. We might as well just draft a whole new team. Um, We've done everything we needed to do in that department. We got rid of the guy that could have caused a bit of an issue in our locker room. It's no disrespect to Nick Foles. It's just the controversy and whatnot of the quarterback position. And now we let the Bears handle that. Um, all right. So, I mean, just the basis of a trade, uh, I think both sides got what they wanted. Like you said, the Jaguars were able to get uh, a pick so they can use it to probably pick another bus. Um, mm, mm. Shots, good it can't be worse than Blaine Gabbard. It can't be worse than Blaine Gra- Gab- They Gabbard. had some good picks. I'm not going to lie. Jalen Ramsey was a fantastic pick. Um, anyway. Mm-hmm. But uh, on the Bears side of things, I think they got exactly what they wanted. They've got someone who understands the offense to a T. Um, he understood it when he was in Philadelphia, um, somewhat with Chip Kelly. Um, well, Jacksonville didn't run KC's offense, and Nick Foles was in KC when Nat Maggie was there. He played with Andy Reid. Um, Obviously, he played with Doug Peterson when they won the Super Bowl, another disciple of Andy Reid. Um, it's quite a counter of how many coaches have come from Andy Reid in the league. Um, I would say you're probably looking in the double digits, honestly. Just the, the, the Reid and Belichick coaching trees extend so far. Yeah, because you got Peterson in Philadelphia, Maggie in Chicago, uh, McVeigh? Yes, McVeigh is off that tree. Okay, uh, McVeigh, uh, Bill O'Brien's from Bill Belichick, I believe. Yeah. Um, which, <laughs> take that with us. But getting back to the whole trade, um, I think this is a fantastic trade. I'm sad we give up another pick because we don't have a lot of picks to begin with. Uh, Chicago Thank you, side. We have two seconds 
and then a fifth and some sixth and maybe a seventh. Um, but I'm excited. Um, hopefully this will give Trubisky the push he needs. I personally think Nick Foles will start week one uh, just because of the whole coronavirus pandemic and the lack of off-season activities. Yes, Mitch Trubisky's have more time to study the playbook, but that means less practice time. Um, so, and even if he is a backup, Jacksonville took all the dead money, so I'm not too concerned about it. And Nick Foles can leave after year, the first two years if he wants to, so we're not responsible for that contract after if he decides to leave after one, after one of the first two years. So I'm good with it. And hopefully we can make it back to the playoffs, especially with the 17 format to give us a better shot, but especially considering what the other teams in our division did, I think it's a real possibility. Um, and yeah, I, I just like the trade overall. Yep. And then, I mean, it, it what the whole point of the trade was to give Trubisky competition because obviously he's been needing it because he needs a motivation to get better because his overthrows have been a very big problem for all the, uh, all the, all the players on the, all, excuse me, all the wide receivers on the team for the, because mm-hmm. they've been struggling to do that. And every time I see it, when you got a guy that's overthrowing people who are under five, eight, like some of their wide receivers, it's not, it's, it's a recipe for disaster, but bears were smart this offseason they got rid of some of their players i think they got rid of anthony miller right yes no, no they, so. got, they got rid of taylor gabriel taylor gabriel they Those cut guys. him and amukamora um yeah cut, floyd. Signed, cut leonard floyd we signed robert quinn and we also signed jimmy graham for a 1000 tight end yep so i mean Which uh, good need. The, i mean going i mean going to the jimmy graham trade i mean the, the Bears were struggling with a tight end overall and bringing a veteran presence who offensively is great. Blocking-wise, maybe not so much. But that, and yeah, it's someone who can stay healthy. Basically, all of our tight ends at one point or another has been injured. Trey Burton was out most of last year. Shaheen's been hurt throughout his entire career. And Jimmy Graham hasn't missed a game since 2015. Yes, I know he's in his mid-30s, but... It's someone to stay healthy. He was healthy in Green Bay in his mid-30s, so I don't see why he can't be healthy in Chicago in his mid-30s. Yeah, bringing in the competition is something that's a smart idea, and I'm, I'm liking from the Bears general manager. He's been making these smart decisions because forcing these players – Ryan Pace does not make very many smart decisions, so it's nice I, to see at least a couple whoa, of things here. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Hold on. Hold Mr. on. Let me finish my sentence before we go in to start shots fired at each other. But as I've been saying, I'm trying to compliment the Bears here because Ryan Pace was actually making smart decisions. He's forcing his players to have competition, have motivation to actually produce well on the field. Because if they know they fail, somebody's waiting for their job right next to them. So that's going to be a motivation for the Bears to have the the players or the problems that they had last year. They're going to be able to work their way back into it and. We'll see if the Bears have it. The division is look, definitely looking vulnerable this year. So, except for the uh, – because I don't think the Bears are going to have a chance to make it for the wild card just because of all the wildly other NFC stacked teams right now. But Agreed. Besides that, I think the Bears have got one thing to look forward to, and that's the, their division title, and that's what they got to strive for. Yep. Yeah. Anything to say all about right, your so- card? <laughs> Can I defend um, my Ryan Pace statement first, please? Go ahead. All right. So the reason I said that is because if you look at the way Ryan Pace managed the team in the first 
year or so, first two years, before this offseason, actually, really, to be completely honest with you, the, the draft pick that he took for Trubisky was one of the worst things I've ever seen. You know it. I know it. Ethan knows it. It was just not a good draft decision. Nobody knew what he could be out of college. And you don't take somebody like that with a second overall pick. And your free agency decisions uh, last year were questionable. And you didn't really do anything to improve the offense. And that's the reason you guys lost the first time. And that's the reason why you guys didn't make the playoffs this year. And it's the same thing that happened with the Jags. So I kind of get where you – I understand where you sit. This offseason, you made moves to help the team get better. Ryan Pace made good decisions. But in the past, it just hasn't been that. Uh, I will agree that first and second round picks have not been Ryan Pace's forte. Uh, He struck out um, basically three of the four years that I can recollect. He drafted Kevin White. Um, He drafted, uh, obviously, Leonard Floyd, who's no longer on the team. He did draft Roquan Smith. That was a home run pick right there. But I got to disagree with the other picks. He drafted Adrian Amos in the late rounds, Eddie Jackson, Tariq Cohen. Um, Dave Montgomery looks solid. Uh, he drafted Charles Leno, Cody Whitehair, James Daniels. Um, a lot of the players, he signed Akeem Hicks when no one else wanted him, when New Orleans and New England didn't want him. Uh, he drafted Eddie Goldman when we had uh, – Oh God, who do we we had Ego Ferguson as their defensive tackle? Oh, that's great. Yeah. Um yeah, he he kept Kyle Fuller after not some great seasons. Uh I've signed to Mukamura. He got rid of him, but he signed him. And obviously he traded for Clay Mack. So I would say drafting wise, obviously top couple rounds has not been good, but I have to I think Pace has done a fantastic job. And he signed Allen Robinson. He drafted Anthony Miller. He signed Taylor Gabriel. So he's done a lot of moves in the past few years to improve this team. But I will say, I was not high on Trubisky heading into that year. I really wanted them to draft Deshaun Watson. Just because you want a winner entering the league. You want someone who goes toe-to-toe with Alabama and beat them. Basically, the most you can see, like, every year, like, there's a really bad NFL team. Can the Alabama Crimson Tide beat this NFL team? You see that every year. Could the 0-16 Browns lose to Alabama? Could the Dolphins, before they improved last year, beat the oh. – <laughs> Hey, it was looking really rough for you. It was looking real rough. Don't lie. Oh, and but, 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 yeah, I think he's done a fantastic job. He's basically turned a – garbage fodder team with horrible coaches into a potential Super Bowl winner. You say you're saying the Bears are a potential Super Bowl winner? Yes. It's especially they, with the weakened year. division. Especially with the weakened division this year, Minnesota lost a lot of pieces. They have Kirk Cousins as their quarterback. That's enough said. Oh yeah. Um, they extended him for two years. That was yikes. They, Detroit is in our division, so that's at least – we're at least in third place just because Detroit yes. is there. Um, and Green Bay, that. they that. Lo- that's a bad omen right there. Don't say that. I mean, yes, Detroit's <laughs> going to be terrible, but never say it. And Green Bay lost a lot of pieces. They lost uh, Blake Martinez, Kyle, Kyle Fackrell, I think his name is. Um, yeah, yeah. They lost Jimmy Graham. Not a huge thing for them. They signed Devin Funches. Okay. 
Yay! So I think Devin this division Funches. is really for the Bears taking. They'll probably end up being a three seed, um, most likely, just because the 49ers and the Saints are probably going to be the top two. <laughs> and then the NFC East Disagrees is complete on garbage. Disagrees on many levels, but okay. Um, the NFC East is complete garbage. They're all, whoever wins that division is always going to be the four seed. So this is a real good opportunity for the Bears. And if I think if I if they can get through the NFC, they have a really good shot of whoever comes on the AFC. You want to go next with your Dolphins? No, well, well since we'll, you guys were talking about your, uh, you were talking about your Nick Foles stuff, we'll uh, stick with that since I, I didn't really get to say much about either teams. I was hoping to uh, – since you guys are talking smack about me, I'll start talking smack about you guys. I was I wasn't gonna do that, but I mean, uh, what, where where should we start with Jacksonville? Oh boy, I I have to start Jacksonville. You two can comment off of wherever I go. Okay, this. okay, you go, you That's go. Fine. All right. Okay. So yeah, had had to come off for this because uh, it's gonna fall off anyway. Um, Calais Campbell, our star defensive player. The only real superstar piece we have left on the defense after everything that we had been through in 2000 and what was it, 18? Yeah, 2018. What happened in that 2017-18 season, and he was the second to last person in our starting lineup from there. It was it. We traded him away for a pick that will never matter. A fifth-round pick that will never matter for one of the star defensive talents in the league to one of the best teams in the league in the Ravens, who we keep forgetting about talking about. But, you know, the, the big issue with that is now we have nobody, absolutely no one on defense. And you might as well just throw our defense to the hounds and hope that Gardner Minshew can throw six touchdowns a game. He doesn't throw six touchdowns. We're going to lose Oh, pretty much every game. We're probably going to lose every game if we do that. Uh, don't, don't, Mr. Negative over here. Don't, don't be so negative. Hey, remember, back in the old days, it was I was used to four wins a year, and I think I've just gone back to that expectation and possibly even lowered it this year. But, I mean, Minshew and Fournette are pretty much the only two people of relevance we have hanging hey, left Come in on. this industry. Carried my fantasy football team. Yes, Chuck is very good, but how are we even going to get plays down the field if we're letting the other players score 40? The other team score 40. You know, I have my concerns with Jacksonville. You know, I thought you guys were tanking last year. I think this year could be even worse for us. Uh, it, it's looking really bad in Jacksonville right now. We're looking like the worst team in the league. I think Washington wants you to hold its beer. Yes, I was, I was going to say the exact same thing. I was going to say, well, the Redskins are not, not in the right mood to be doing anything soon. That's true. But since you said your opinion, I'll say mine. I mean, Jacksonville, yes, they have nobody left on their team. They traded away their Walter Payton man of the year. Such a nice guy. They just said, no, we don't want you anymore. We're going to give him to the best team in the league in the Baltimore Ravens for basically, like you said, a bag of Cheetos and some uh, toilet paper at this moment in time. But Well, toilet paper is like a first-round pick, so I wouldn't say that. <laughs> but hey, all, all the players that – has left. I, I saw a picture of all the players that were left from that 2018 defense. I think, believe it was Ngakwe, and it was one other player. I, I forgot. 
There was no, I was Ngakwe. That's it. It, it, it oh, was really? just Ngakwe. And Gibson and Cyprian are gone. Yeah, yes, Gibson is gone. Cyprian was gone a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So all just between losing everybody on their team, they, they had their chance to continue their dynasty. And after that great playoff run, and things fell apart, the people wanted more money, and the Jaguars obviously chose the wrong few decisions and scared everybody off. And now they are stuck in rebuild mode. And who knows how long it'll take? I mean, the Dolphins have been it for a decade, hoping to make the playoffs and go so- and get a playoff win. But at least the Jaguars got a few playoff wins and <laughs> in the draft. But lo- losing Ngakwe is going to be the final part and the final key to basically prove to everybody that they are in, 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 indeed taking tank tanking. God, I can't talk right now. Jesus. But uh, th- th- that's what's going to happen. They're, they're going to tank. They're going to tank hard. That, yes, Gardner Minshew may pull his Minshew mustache magic and maybe win a few games, just like Fitzmagic. But they're not going to be doing much this year. It's going to be sucks, sucks to suck. Got to get through it. As I I knew last year, it was horrible for me. Those first eight weeks. Last few weeks, it was, I was happy about because they started winning. But I, I, if, I, if I were the uh, Jaguars, there's one final piece that they need to do, and I think you'll agree, and that's get rid of Doug Marone. Get rid of him. Oh, I've been saying that for years. Get when there's a guy who cares more about your bologna sandwiches than your offense, you're already <laughs> in a bad situation as is. And I think the big issue with the Jags is that we're living in the past. We're not willing to change to the new form of the NFL. We're playing old school. We're playing run first and physical defense. And nowadays, that just doesn't work as much as it would back in the day. And until we change that, and until we get somebody who can shift the culture in Jacksonville, our team will continue to stay in a 4-12, 5-11 situation until we finally get a new face and a new type of culture in Jacksonville. Yep, and – if Doug Marone continues to just do his magic, I think the general manager is going to finally lose it. They already got rid of Tom Coughlin. I believe he was there for a year. They got rid of They said goodbye, no more old offense. But, yeah, they still have Doug Marone, which surprised everybody that they didn't get rid of him. So as long as Doug Marone's there, this team's not winning any games. They'll win maybe three or four. That's my guess. I think three and 13, four and 12 is a reasonable number to shoot for. They might, who knows? They may get the first pick overall and get Trevor Lawrence. Who knows? That would be awesome. They actually, no, it wouldn't be. No, we want we want Minshew. We want Minshew. <laughs> okay. Developed talent. So yeah, I'm going to take. Cap. Yeah, I'm going to take my shots at Jacksonville, but I, I'll be I'll be nice. Um, I it's going to be an interesting year for Jacksonville. It's not going to be a good one for sure. Um, I'll as, be a new. As you're talking, I was. You're kind of in the same situation that I was in in about 2016 when we had 2016 and 2017 when we had John Fox love him uh not horrible play clock management horrible challenge management um old school offense with a rookie QB so yeah you're kind of in the same boat I was in and it just takes firing that coach and hiring someone who understands modern NFL offense. Is Matt Nagy perfect? No, but I will take him almost over def- – I would almost say half of the coaches in the league I would take Matt Nagy over. Um, he- I would take all 31 coaches apart from Doug Marone over him, honestly, except for Bill O'Brien. At this yeah. point. Um, 
I was going to say Brian Freddie Kitchens. Yeah, Freddie oh, Kitchens yeah. isn't still a head coach, so I mean, oh, that's who did who did uh, Cleveland hire? I forgot. Uh, Kevin Stefanski. Uh, that's a good hire. Offensive from uh, Minnesota. Yeah. But yeah, that's I the think, other Minnesota issue. On the other I'm hand. excited to see how Minshew does. Fournette. Hopefully, we'll get back to his rookie form. Um, that was a really good draft pick at the time. Um, still is. I, I don't regret that pick to this day. I really yeah, don't. He just has. He has to focus. I mean. Um, they were too much focused on the hype and hashtag Saxonville and stuff like that. And they just, they kind of ran out of gas and Bortles was God awful and Foles only got four games. I think Foles got a lot more hate in Jacksonville than he deserved because he got, he threw an absolute dime in that first game against Kansas city and broke his collarbone. And it's kind of hard to get back into rhythm after that. You saw how Aaron Rodgers was after he tried to get the Packers to the playoffs after breaking his collarbone. Not comparing Blink Foles and Aaron Rodgers in the slightest, although they do have the same number of Super Bowls and Super Bowl MVPs. So. <laughs> that is so, true no. when you think about it, though. I, but, yeah, I think I'm excited to see what Minshew does. I think my ceiling for them is 6-10. and 10. I think with how um, the Texans have downgraded, uh, the Titans will be good. And the rest of the other teams, they're going to have to play. They're going to play some bad teams. You already know that. So it should be Which interesting. Which is a good thing, yeah. If we are willing to do something, like if we have money right now, we do. Go out and get clowning. If we want any chance of just something, just a little piece to hold on to, just something, then at least make a move in free agency that at least makes our team look like we're not a total dumpster fire and get a player who can run our defense because we traded away Calais Campbell because he isn't the future anymore. He's getting a little older. So get clowny. Might as well try something at this point. I think that'd be a bad look if you trade away Ngakwe and sign Clowney because I'm pretty sure Ngakwe had near double digit sacks last year and you're signing a guy who had three. So I think that's a bad, I'd try and work out and see if you get an extension with Ngakwe done. Here's the thing. He doesn't want to be there anymore. Ngakwe does not want to be there. He has no interest in being there, and he would love to leave when he gets the chance. So we're not going to force a guy who doesn't want to be there. Well, we did. Well, actually, I should stop right there with Jalen Ramsey. But. Doug Moon could be fired after this year. I think he will be fired after this year. And it could be a good opportunity year. for say, hey, we're resetting the culture. We want you to be a foundational piece. Because they did franchise tag him. So He's not going to play. I think he's holding out. I definitely think he's holding out until he gets traded or gets or gets some sort of contract extension. I don't see Ngakwe showing up. We'll see. Now we you, will. Dolphin boy. Before you guys give your opinion, <laughs> I, I, I do something real quick? I, I got I, yes, I got go. a wardrobe change. So because you know the Miami Dolphins oh, no. are of course made a big boy splash. Inside, oh, no. inside the mm, inside this, oh, they man. obviously had ninety million in cap space. We could have signed anybody in the world. We have money. We've got money. We could do whatever we want. And yes, the Dolphins went off in this offseason. Let me tell you. Can can I go through all their signings? Yes. They signed, starting off with their first one, they built off their offensive line. Eric Flowers, yes, he's Eric Flowers. He missed a few tackles. He's pretty tragic, but he's a great offensive guard. 
And then they moved to Shaq Lawson. This is the, their entire signings. They had a bunch of small guys for small contracts. Low, was it uh, low risk, high reward? Basically, kind of a thing. So they're hoping for any of that. Shaq Lawson, smaller deal. Their big signing though was Byron Jones. Big Byron Jones. They are now paying the both cornerbacks the most highest paid cornerbacks, both of them in the entire league. They're going to be going off. That's going to be the best cornerback duo, in my opinion, in the entire league. They're adding Kyle Van Noy. They're adding a bunch of st- or what is it? Uh, special teams men from Cincinnati, from uh, from the Eagles. They added Jordan Howard. They added Emmanuel Agba. They man is a defensive end from Cleveland. They added center Ted Karras from the Patriots, who's going to be start their starting center. They've got money, baby. They can sign anybody in their life, and I'm loving it because. They're not wasting all their money on one person. Yes, they put a, spent a ton of money on Byron Jones, but he's worth the money, and the Dolphins obviously won that. But I'm enjoying this because we might be back into it. After going 0-8, I'm hyped. I would just be careful just because we'll see how they do in the draft. That'll be interesting to see how they do. Um, just be careful. Just uh, It's going to be an interesting year for the Dolphins. My thing is, is that they probably could have made the playoffs last year if they held on to Minka Fitzpatrick. And who else did they trade? They traded someone else for a They couple. traded their entire team, Kenyon Drake, Minka Fitzpatrick. That was Cameron the other one. Tannehill. Can I, to name well, Tannehill, they released Tannehill. I was okay with them releasing Tannehill. Uh, but if they kept Kenyon Drake and Minka Fitzpatrick, they and they probably still would have had a good amount of money. They still could have probably gotten Byron Jones. So they could be looking a lot better if they held on to those guys. Yes, they have the picks and it'll be a lot cheaper. I just think they would have been better off holding on to those guys. You have anything to say about the at least the cap space wise for the Dolphins? <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and bring you back down to earth slightly um (laughs) because although you have made good free agency signings and although you have probably the most legendary quarterback in nfl history as your starter currently i that's fitzpatrick for those of you who still don't know who i'm talking about um i i I don't see it (laughs) i don't and it's because you got to play the patriots twice you're gonna have to play in my opinion who might be the favorites in the afc in the bills twice you're gonna yeah i I see jackson's face i don't care um yeah you'll probably beat the jets twice don't care about that but you're not playing the easiest schedule in the nfl i hope you know that and you still have a lot of glaring weaknesses that do need to be fixed and it's mainly where i'm going to start with is that offensive line yes you got eric flowers congratulations it's eric flowers um that offensive line is tragic and still needs some help apart from Eric Flowers. Oh, wait, you may have had a guy called uh, Laramie Tunsil. Let, let's pretend that guy did that this, though. Laramie he asked Tunsil. for way too much money. And same with Jawan yeah. James also to Denver. They, those, both of those, if you guys don't know what contracts they're on, they're getting paid 100 mil. Both of those I guys. Both are starting. Blade. Yes. The Tunsil's getting 100 mil? Jo, t- I believe t- Tunsil's getting paid at mil. least – Tunzel's at least 100. Juwan James is at least 80 or 100. Both of them are getting paid Juwan months. Juwan four-year 85. There you go. Look at that. I mean, yes, they lost their offensive tackles. And, yes, they snagged them. But, like, I'll, I'll, get, I'll get to that. I'll get to that part later for the offensive line because the whole point of that is that they didn't really – they got a few guys, 
but they still have, I hope you know, they, that, like all their cap states that they've been signing, that's only half the amount of money they spent because <laughs> they had 90 mil. They probably spent around 50 or 45 mil. They, we still got money. And, and, <laughs> and, and what do you plan on the, spending it on? That's my question. What do you think? Save it for next year. Save it for next year. Save it for next year. Still have a ton of money. Because we still have, like, I'll, I'll tell you, we still have draft picks. We have 14 grand spanking draft picks in this draft. We could do anything we want. Yes, we're going to be trading up probably to get to, to get the great man, the great Allah, the great God of all beasts, Tua. Talking about, talking about uh, Shabbat Noah. Tua Noah. <laughs> Can't even say I'm not going to like the Dolphins anymore if Fitzpatrick isn't their starter next year. I'm telling you. He's, not, he's going to be the starter next year no matter what. They've already said it because – they have beyond amount of draft picks. They have two, three first round draft picks this year. They, ha- they have five picks in the first two rounds. They have two, what is it? Two firsts and two seconds in the next draft. So they, they have Houston's first round draft pick and they have Houston's second round draft pick. They have Pittsburgh's this year and they have Houston's this year. Dolphins are raining the amount of picks. And yes, it's just a, it's just a pick. There's a risk at that. Will the players work out? But what the Dolphins have been doing is they're looking to, like, build their offensive line through that. As you, like, said, they suck. They're supposed to get – I've seen all the mock drafts. They are supposed to get two offensive linemen in the first two rounds, I believe. One, one is the Georgia guy, offensive tackle. That's pretty good. Pretty good. I think – oh, God, what's his name? But he's a beast to reckon with right now. Hello. Oh, my God. Hello. <laughs> but he is definitely a beast to reckon with, at least for the uh, – for the Dolphins, and then they're going to get a quarterback, and then they're going to have plenty more space to get. Yes, the running backs are not the greatest. That's the point of the draft. They have plenty more to risk it with. They're going to. I, I even heard they're supposed to get two uh, quarterbacks in the dra- this year's draft. They're going to get some uh, get some uh, competition going in that uh, in South Beach. But if to, to, to sum to sum this all up, is the, the only reason why the Dolphins got so many signings. If you went and you asked every single one of these players that joined the Dolphins. There's one thing that comes up that's one similarity. The reason why they joined is because of Brian Flores. Because if you don't know last year, the Dolphins went 0-8, they sucked. And then magically, if, if you looked at the Dolphins team, you couldn't name any of the players on their team. They were horrible. But magically, Brian Flores found a scheme that worked, found these random players off the streets, like Nick Medium. He was an un- he was unrestricted free, and he was on the practice squad, just barely making any money. He comes Patrick Laird, on- you're starting running back, too. Yeah, Patrick Larry, we called him to the interim because he randomly came out of nowhere because the Dolphins were on their fifth running back. They were on their seventh and eighth cornerbacks. They were on their at least six or seven safeties. They were horrible. But the, the way that, uh, that Brian Flores was able to just create a culture to create people that appreciate him and coming out of nowhere, I mean, if you ever notice, anyone from like the Bill Belichick era, like anyone that comes from him is usually suck. Like they, if you look at the amount of combined Super Bowls, I don't think there's one – coach that's even won a Super Bowl be, that's come from the Bill Belichick system it, this coming from him is this seems promising because all the other coaches they were all like egoistic they only cared about themselves Brian Flores to me really cares about the players and this is this isn't gonna be biased but I personally think he really cares about the players and it's shown that the players appreciate him back and that's why that the, those wins those random wins the one in that started it all people are gonna be all oh, the Titans are the reason why Brady left it's the freaking Dolphins, I'm telling you. The Dolphins went and beat them in Gillette, Sam. They're the reason they played the Titans. They're the reason they got knocked out in the first round. And it's, it's just this culture that leaves – that's fueling my, uh, my adrenaline. That's fueling my energy, my hype. 
just because I've not had it in forever. It's been 2016 the last time they made the playoffs, but I wasn't expecting them to win because the, the amount of like players on that team, they had to go to Pittsburgh and got completely obliterated by that Pittsburgh team when they had the three Bs. But just to be able to have this much hype is just making me happy in such a horrible time right now. I mean, I mean, I feel bad for you guys, but we're going off right now. Oh, yeah, you better feel bad for me. Holy cow. Um, <laughs> you don't have to feel bad for me. QB situation, you can, but everything else, we're good. All right, I wrote ceilings and floors for our favorite teams, uh, so, like, record-wise. So, for example, my ceiling is 6-10, and 10, um, and my floor is 2-14 and 14 for the Jags. I think, I, think that's, I think that's legitimate. Um, as for the Dolphins, I have I have eleven and five as your ceiling because it Whoa. depends. And I, it depends on if you go crazy. It does. I think if there's one team that sneaks in and comes out of absolute nowhere, like the Cardinals, there are people who think there might be a chance. Buccaneers, I don't think they're sneaking up. I think they're legitimately going to be a playoff team, and nobody will be surprised. The Dolphins can come out of nowhere. I think they can be a team that goes, "Holy crap, where did they come from?" And I think the Dolphins can sh- surprise a lot of people. Depends on if their quarterback situation, but I think 11 and five is their ceiling. And it could also have them absolutely flopping and going six and 10. I think they're, I think they're unpredictable. If they flop though, the, the, like, like, like I've said, I've already, I've already made a $10 bet with my brother. Yes. I'm young. Don't, I don't encourage betting, but my brother was smack talking. Too late. Yes. But he, he said that the dolphins won't make it. To, like all, all we did was say that the dolphins will make it to the Super Bowl in the next three years with the talent that they are building up. There's a significant chance. Yes, it's $10. It's just pocket change. I mean, for me, I mean, but b- being able to just, I- I've been trying to prove him for this so long because he's so stubborn. He's such a stubborn Bears fan <laughs> for, for all those that don't know. Trying to prove to him that they actually have a chance, at least not this year, not next year, but in the next three years, there's very, very good chance. I mean, we've seen it with, uh, I mean, the, the whole system with Kansas City. Kansas City has, like, they put Patrick Mahomes, they drafted him, waited him for, like, waited him, had him sit behind Alex Smith for an entire year, and then had him come up out of nowhere. Now he's one of the best quarterbacks in the entire league. That's what I'm hoping for the Dolphins to do, and that's why I'm, like, thinking that's a good idea because having someone, like, a, a quarterback that's – this or quarterback draft is pretty pretty grand spanking good. So some of these quarterbacks that are in this draft. Having someone come from there and just sneak their way in, like, have him wait a year under one of the quarterbacks, I mean – Fitzmagic is not one of the greatest offensive players ever, but he's Fitzmagic, having him sit behind him. And that's why I think two is great for the Dolphins to pick because having him sit for like a year, because he's, he's injured, but I've already seen him throwing and he's getting back into shape. But people, teams are scared. I don't know if you've all seen all those reports. Oh, the Dolphins are trading up for Burrow. Cincinnati's not going to trade away for Burrow unless the Dolphins give away like their entire life savings for them. But I, that's why I'm enjoying Tua. That's why I think they're going to be great. Maybe not this year. I see them at least, at least winning six or seven games, just like you said, because of that entire like the, the yes, they are going up against the AFC West and NFC West divisions. But this is the wrong time to be going up against them. But I still think they'll be able to steal a few games. They do play the Jacksonville Jaguars at home, so that'll <laughs> that'll be a few wins. And they play the Bengals too, which are both of those teams are kind of not in the right side of the moon, so to speak. So. <laughs> But I, I, I definitely right. see that. And they are definitely have a sneak chance of making the playoffs, in my opinion, especially for this year. I raised my hand for a second on Cincy because I think they're the other mystery team that could just kind of pop out of nowhere, depending on how well Burrow performs. But 
I'm going to go to the Bears real quick for Jackson and the ceiling and floor I've written down, and I'll explain why I have a lower ceiling for the Bears than I do the Dolphins. Um, I, because I think that I think the same. I have pretty much the same ceiling. I have 11 and 5, 10 and 6. Okay. And the only reason I have that is because of the divisions you're playing. That that really is it. If it wasn't for that, I think you guys would have a better record. But you're playing the what was it South for the NFC? Uh, I'm checking that right now. Let me see. If it, no matter if it's the South or the West, they're going either two and two or worse than that. And then yeah, we're we're playing the NFC South and the AFC South. Okay, well the AFC South two and two. That's it. Plain and simple. NFC South I think is two and two, one and three, something like that. Maybe three and one for the for the AFC South. Um. I just my concern with the Bears and their floor, by the way, is seven and nine. I think you guys are going to be pretty much middle of the road no matter what happens. Um, I think that the Bears have a lot of talent built up there. I just don't know that they are if they are a top, excuse me, top level team. Just in terms of really anything, NFC, AFC doesn't matter. I'm just not sure if they're top level and they're ready to compete against some of those best teams. Yeah, I mean, last year was not a great showing against some of the better teams. Obviously, that Week 16 game against uh, Kansas City was really bad. Um, but for the most part, whether a team was really good or mediocre or even bad, we competed in pretty much every game. That was one – I think that was their only blowout of last year. Uh, we lost to Keem Hicks in that Raiders game, and they just mauled both our lines. Um, and we had Chase Daniels starting. Uh, the Chargers game, Matt Nagy lost a brain cell. Um, what's some of the other games? They got screwed out of the Packers game uh, in Green Bay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they, they were even. They were still competitive. They were not a bad team, not a good team either. But I think with some of the improvements, I think we'll be better. And like I said, because of the weakened division, yes, we play a lot of tough teams, but it's going to take time for Brady to integrate into Tampa Bay. Not a whole lot of time, but it will take some time and getting used to the weapons and things like that. Um, Atlanta, they're talented, but they're not, they lost a lot of pieces on defense. They'll be okay. We'll probably, and they also have Carolina in that division. They're going to be what they are. And we, we, I believe we do, we obviously the AFC South, so we do play the Jaguars. Um, so that's another dub. Wait, this year? Yeah. I like I said, we play the AFC South. Year. And we also – and obviously we play um, the rest of that division. And we play the Giants. And, yeah, we do play the Rams. But we play the Giants. So I think that's a pretty – Oh, I think you guys can beat the Rams. Um, you guys are so high on the Rams. Why? Why? I think another year for golf met? to improve – um, kind of shake out last year. And like and like we said, they were a playoff team under this new format. So they were not – they just didn't do enough down the stretch to win games and make it to the playoffs. Yeah, but they weren't going to be the Saints round one. <laughs> oh, no, no. But they still would have made the playoffs. That's the thing. Yeah. Okay. I mean, with this whole new format, too, with the new uh, CBA, I mean, the two new playoff teams, so – that is something we haven't really discussed, that uh, teams that don't usually make the playoffs might have a better chance to make it this year. But yeah. for the, and the Rams, possibility that an entire division gets in, too, is kind of crazy. I know. That's true. It could happen. Exactly. I mean, uh, NFC West this year. Mm. But uh, 
<laughs> uh, yeah, I was just going to ask, what division it. do you think is could potentially, at least this year, have all four teams make it? West. NFC West, 100%. The NFC if there's West any division, it's going to get it done. Yes, the only one that has yeah. a chance. But because Cardinals, back. I think, could go 10-6, and 9-7. Well, with the two format, you could get in at 8-8. Eight and eight, So. Yeah. Not in the NFC, you're not. Well, well besides the, the teams the in their division, who do they have to worry about? I mean, you have Minnesota and Chicago, and to an extent, Green Bay. Um, oh, no, there's no to an extent on that. No, the Green, Green Bay is better than Minnesota. I said that. Um, but, Ethan, you were going to say something. Go ahead. What were you going to say? Yeah, I was going to say, since I never got to give my opinion about the Rams real quick, I'll just go over it because uh, you guys were talking about it. I mean – I mean, with uh, the the whole Sean McVay thing, people figured out they were all over him. And then magically, one year later, everyone figured out their scheme. Todd really got injured. Brandon Cooks is once out. Their entire team just keeps getting injured. And I don't know. That, if, if you're telling me why, why I should believe in a team that's on the downfall, so to speak, I, I don't really believe I should be hoping for them. That's why I keep think, saying that it's – some of these better teams have a chance to actually beat them. I mean, the, in my opinion, I think the Bears would indeed beat the Rams too, no matter where they're playing. I mean, they, the Rams are going to be in their new stadium too, so it's going to be like an away game because they don't really know it at that yet, and they don't really have that many fans because between the Chargers and uh, the thing we also forgot to mention is that ugly logo that the Rams just got. So <laughs> I like the actual, like, animal logo yeah, of it that like, looks nice yeah. but the la just looks like garbage it looks like donald trump's hair yes exactly I don't yes know why. I've, I've seen that so many times the trump hair comparison they, it's i mean yay they're yeah they're moving in but now they look like identical to the los angeles chargers and now they're gonna be sharing a stadium you can't even tell the difference between the two teams anymore because they're both the same colors they're both <laughs> they got the weird wavy charger looking thing I mean, maybe it's the owner of the Sams that forced them to do it. But, I mean, come on. Like, all, all that history behind the Rams and you do that. They should still be in St. Louis. I know they were originally in L.A. They should move back to St. Louis. And the Chargers should go back to San Diego. There's no reason. Yes. There's the no reason the Chargers the should be in Los Angeles. There's no oh, reason. Oh, yeah, no. I think we can all agree on that when their home attendance pretty much just looks about as bad as. What's any comparison for that? Like, if you look at the amount of home fans that go to a Chargers game, you might as well just go to an NBA G League game and have about the same amount of home fans. Yeah, I mean, you see, like, almost every week when they play a divisional rival, it's dominated by that fans. Whenever they play the Chiefs, there's a lot of red. Whenever they play the Raiders, there's a lot of black. When they play the Broncos, there's a lot of orange. There's very rare times where the Chargers – and I don't know why they're moving into that new stadium where they can barely fill – Subhub Center. They can barely fill the soccer stadium that has like thirty some thousand seats, and now you're expected to fill a sixty to potentially seventy thousand stadium. Logic the Rams can fill it. That's why they have the stadium. Yeah, the Rams can fill it. The Chargers cannot. Well, if the Rams play the Chargers, then stadium filled, problem solved. <laughs> I don't think they play the Chargers this year. I don't think they do. Right, they haven't played the Chargers in quite some time, and I don't think they do it this year. No, they played them in 2018. When the Rams started out like six and zero or seven and zero. Yeah, you're right. They did. Back when the Chargers were good. Yeah, I, I remember those times. I remember the times when the guys on my head were good too. 
Oh boy. I, I had I've been alive. You can say like that about all our hats right now. Is a fan. You can say that about all our well, hats. That is the sport. Yes, yes, and yes. And well, you weren't alive for the dynasty run for Chicago, but like. But I was alive during D Rose, so that counts. They yes, were good. That does That's count. <laughs> I mean, I just wish, like, if I could go back in time, like when the Jaguars were created, I wonder if I would still, like, if my parents, if my grandparents didn't live in Jacksonville for a time, I wonder if I would still be a Jags fan. I don't know. I don't think I would be. I, I think I think it's all in credit to my grandparents who lived in Jacksonville. It's the reason that okay. I'm a fan. So, who would your team be if you weren't a Jaguars fan? Who is your your second favorite? Who would be my second favorite if I had no allegiance and I wasn't like and if I, I couldn't it. choose Chicago? What is it then? Is it the Double B Buffalo Bills? It isn't the Double B Buffalo Bills. Oh. I, I just think they're good. Like, it's not – if I had to pick a team that wasn't the Jags and a team that I would be a favorite of – do I have a hat down here? I don't have a hat down here. That's unfortunate. Cleveland. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that's – that. I should have. And the reason I would choose Cleveland is because, first of all, just I love the underdog story. I hate Baker Mayfield. But, like, the Cleveland story, I just kind of – I just like Cleveland. I don't really have a good reason. It's just they're interesting. They're a team that – I think people can easily root for because of how much drama they have. And when you have Baker Mayfield and Odo Beckham Jr. on the same team, it's basically a ticking time bomb that's just fun to watch for reality television. Oh, so you go from one sadness to the factory of sadness. Yes. Welcome to Cleveland. Oh, my God. I mean, the Cleveland's got an upside, kind of. Austin Hooper. LeBron that's, another, there. that's a signing we missed. Yippee, Austin Hooper to Austin Cleveland. Hooper. I don't know how much of an effect that's going to have, though, because of how many receiving targets they already have. Is Hooper become a forgotten piece on that Cleveland team? And if Odell be- gets targets and Landry doesn't get his targets, world's going to end. <laughs> yep. They might trade in Joku for probably some more offensive line help. They did sign Jack Conklin, which it's another meme for the Me. Jets. It's another meme for the Jets because everyone, oh, he's going to sign with the Jets, and then he comes on to, I'm not signing with the Jets. Same thing last year with Anthony Barr. I'm going to sign with the Jets. No, I'm going to stay in Minnesota. So the Jets continue to be a meme. Um, Antonio Brown. Yeah, AB is not going to TB, so that's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. That that would just be an interesting mix. And, like, I, I honestly feel like Antonio Brown would be the forgotten piece on Tampa, too, with their receivers. Uh, I think it would be Chris Godwin. I think he'd end up he's end up having to slide into that slot receiver role, which he wouldn't fit. What, what, I feel like, he like six foot five eleven. Yeah, who? Oh, uh, Chris Godwin? No, he's like six two. He's a, hmm. Yeah, you don't oh, notice it because of how tall Mike Evans is. Mike Evans is like six five. Yeah, Mike Evans is. I, either, I'm searching up Chris Godwin's height because now I'm curious. Chris Godwin um, six. Something. I, think. I, didn't th- I didn't realize he was that tall. 6'5", Mike Evans is 6'4". No, Mike Evans is way taller than Chris Godwin. Wait a minute. You did, you, wait, Chris Godwin's 6'5"? Hold, hold up, I'm searching it up. I thought he was tall. I thought he was tall. Chris Godwin is 6'1". Ah, rats. 6'4", 6'1"? 6'5", 6'1". Strike two. Yep, 6'5", so 231 pounds. Mike Jesus Evans. Christ. You wonder why he's unstoppable. I mean, you have somebody – like, most corners can't defend that height and that weight, and that's why Mike Evans becomes so dominant. 
Um, I was wondering here if all three of us could go through, we could go through each division real quick and pick our winner and just real quick an example of why for each division. I know it's early, but that's just the whole fun part of it is predicting. And then we, can, early. then we can go through the power rankings to end it off. I would agree. Sure. All right. Okay. So, all right, so I'll start with the NFC North. All right, since that's my division, I'll go ahead and start it off. Okay. Uh, I'll go in order of record-wise. I won't give a record prediction just because yeah, I don't know too. how the season, how the official schedule. I know who they play, but I don't know um, when in the season. So if they if one team start off brutal, I'm not going to pick them to do well. Anyway, uh, so obviously the Detroit Lions will once again be the basement dweller in that division. Yep. Uh, lost another defensive piece. Match Patricia is a horrible head coach. They need to get Jim Caldwell back. Um, it's not going to happen, but they should. Um, third place. See, besides Detroit, this division is so hard to predict because you have really three playoff caliber teams. I'm going to go Minnesota as the third is three. Um, like we said, they lost a lot. They did add Michael Pierce to add another big caboose in that defensive the defensive lineup. They did lose, but they lost Everson Griffin, lost um, Xavier Rhodes, even though he was not good last year. They oh, lost Waynes. Um, who else? They, they lost someone else. Um, Diggs? Thought, well, besides Diggs, I thought there was someone else on defense that they lost. Um, anyway. Uh, Hunter. They lost Hunter, the defensive tackle. Oh, Daniel Hunter? Yeah, he went to the Chargers. Oh, Wait, no, what? Linval Joseph. Linval. Joseph. Whoops. I swear it was Hunter. <laughs> no, he's a D-end. Ah. So, yeah, Linval Joseph is on the Chargers. So, yeah, but, yeah, they lost a lot of defensive pieces, and Kirk Cousins can't play against really good teams. Um, That's true. Yeah, and the Bears are 4-0 and against Minnesota and Detroit under the Matt Nagy era. So, um, second place. I'm trying to keep my bias out of it as much as possible. It's all right. You can just say it. Trust me. I'm going to be biased. <laughs> all right. I will say Green Bay number two. Um, <laughs> Green Bay, like it, they also lost some defensive pieces. Um, tight end. They don't use tight ends that much, and they barely upgraded their second wide receiver with Devin Funches. Um, and Aaron Rodgers is getting older. They And they lost Brian Bulaga. Yes, they got Rick Wagner. Oh, Detroit, yeah. They lost Rick Wagner as well for Detroit. Um, so, and that's that's a lateral move. That's just someone to replace. And I'm uh, not a big fan. Well, not, not, not a big fan, but it's just kind of a mess move. Green Bay really didn't do much. We'll see how they do in the draft. And I'm picking the Bears. I think they improve. They're the really only team in this division to actually improve their roster to a significant degree. We got rid of someone who had three sacks last year and paid like an extra million for a guy who got 11 and a half. Uh, he's not, I don't think he's going to get 11 and a half next year. If he gets eight or nine, I'll be happy. Um, we still need to address safety, offensive line, corner, and maybe another wide receiver. But I think in the, some of the bigger areas of need to really address that well. And it's just a simple um, other team subtracting will be added. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll start off the next. I'll be a little bit quicker because uh, 
you, you've definitely covered the entire NFC North. I mean, obviously Detroit's going to be at the bottom, and I'm going to have to agree with you with uh, Minnesota. And then I, I don't know if you saw this too. I mean, ESPN already has their power rankings out for the way too early. They have the Packers as the fifth best team in the league. Yes, the Packers. <laughs> exactly. That's that's just uh, definitely got to be some bias in that. But I we'll discuss to, that in a moment. Uh, despite that, I mean, Nick Foles and Trubisky and the same team quarterback scares me away. I think I'll still have to take the Bears a second and keep the Packers on top. I, I can reflect that. That's if our offensive line protects and Nick, if we have a good offensive line, either quarterback can succeed. Yeah. All right. I will go real quick. Um, number four in the NFC North Lions become the basement dwellers at four and twelve. I brought records too because I'm a tryhard. Vikings okay. seven and nine. Um, Bears nine and seven. Packers ten and six. I think this division will not have a clear cut like beast of a team. I also wrote wild cards and I don't have one. So Bears miss out on the playoffs by one game in this. Wow. Personally, <laughs> sorry. Um. Packers are actually in this the worst division winner, and I'll explain that. I'll go first for the NFC East and then let you guys go too. Um, for the last team in the NFC East, the Redskins, the four and twelve, they're terrible. Giants five and eleven. I think they improve a little bit with the second year quarterback in Daniel Jones, but not enough to do anything. Eagles go nine and seven. Unfortunately, this year that's not good enough to win the division. And the Cowboys go 11-5 and five, as I think the coach is the difference in this team. I think the coach is the difference. I think they put in Mike McCarthy. They bring in a new system. And I feel like for some reason this Cowboys team goes off. Ugh, gross. I can't believe that. Cowboys suck. How about them Cowboys? Um, How about them Cowboys? I don't see that happening anytime soon. Yes, they franchise tagged Dak Prescott and paid Amari Cooper way too much money. But between those two, I, I, they're an all right team. Just I, I don't I don't even feel like Mike McCarthy's an upgrade in my opinion. Jerry's world is little too hype in his steam. Just signing former, I mean, like Mike McCarthy, who got fired from the Packers because he wasn't doing good, and the Cowboys are like perfect somebody who will listen to Jerry. So. <laughs> I, I don't That's see it. With, they're going to win a few games. I don't see them winning the division. I have the obviously Redskins are going to suck. The Giants are going to still suck. They're going to be so it's going to be Redskins, Giants, and then I have the Cowboys, and then the Eagles because of all their defensive ads that they got, their defensive additions. Okay, um, so I'll go ahead and go rather quick with this. I'm going to agree. The Redskins are going to be bad. I think somewhere in the range of three and thirteen to five and eleven. Uh, Giants, four and twelve to six and ten. Uh, Cowboys, seven and nine to nine and seven, and then the Eagles, nine and seven to eleven and five. Okay, I can definitely see that. Right. Moving on to the NFC South, shall we? All right. You go ahead. You can start. NFC South. Shall we start? What a division. Um. Uh, Panthers. Obviously, as we said, talked you about know. earlier. They don't have the, or the head, new head coach, new quarterback, new system. We'll see if it works. I don't think so. Everyone else in the division is really good. With, as much as Teddy Bridgewater is an addition, I don't think he's got the magic that Cam Newton had when he was in his prime. So I see them as the bottom, the bottom dwellers. They're going to tank this year, hopefully get some more talent in the next year's draft. 
We're going to have Atlanta as seconds. Uh, Matt Ryan and Gurley and Julio can't get it done because their defense still sucks and will always suck. Choke, choke, choke. And righty. And they, I, don't, I don't see them really doing much. Uh, then I have Tampa Bay. Tom Brady is old. He's an old fart. He's going to help the going to help the team he's going to improve them somewhat somewhat but i don't see them winning a division saints are way too good Taysom hill is mike the future quarterback of the new orleans saints you heard it here first i'm kidding <laughs> yeah i was gonna but, say uh, no he's not a, yeah, i don't know he's, 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 I, not, I know he's not a real quarterback but uh drew Brees staying back one more year it's his final run i have a bold prediction he wins uh mvp just because he deserves it but uh, the Saints going to keep rolling. You can go ahead next, Jackson. All right. Um, I will pretty much agree with you for the most part. Bottom and top, I agree. I think the Panthers are in a, a retool, um, not necessarily a full-on rebuild like a Bengals or something, but definitely need yeah. to upgrade the roster. I think I'm actually going to go Tampa Bay at number three because – I am worried about Tampa Bay's offensive line. And they have two good pieces on that line. They have Allie Marpet, who's a fantastic left guard, and DeMar Dotson, who's a good right tackle. But besides that, that offensive line is suspect. Um, and, yes, they have a bevy of weapons, but they're going to really have to focus on the line. And that defense is not – that secondary is not very good. Um, when your top corner is Vernon Hargreaves, you have a problem. So, I think, I think they may. I I do think Tampa Bay. I don't know if they're playoffs yet. I'll have to think about it. But number two, I'll go Atlanta. I think they'll have a bounce back here. Everyone will get healthy. They'll add some defensive pieces in the draft. I think they'll be better. Um, playoffs, I don't know. And then obviously Saints are going to be fantastic. Michael Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, Alvin Kamara, Drew Brees, that offensive line, that defense with Malcolm Jenkins again. They're just going to be way too good for anyone to handle. All right. Um, I'm going to go with the Panthers at the bottom of this at 5-11. and 11. We talked about this a little bit. I just think they have no chance of keeping up with the same level that the rest of the division does because I have the rest of the division going above 500. Um Falcons nine and seven are in third, and the reason I say this is because I think the Falcons make that massive improvements on offense. I think this is finally a year where they grow on offense a little bit, but defensively there's a lot of weaknesses there, and I can't put them in the playoffs just yet. Buccaneers are my second wild card at eleven and five. Um, I think they have a big year. I do. I feel like they've built enough pieces on defense. Their offense might be one of the best in the league this year with the weapons that they've built around them. And the Saints are the best team in the league at 13-3. Okay. <clears throat> Cleveland Browns. Um, oh, my God. All, that, all right. that hype for one team, and they didn't produce, so. Going off. Yeah, this is different, besides I feel. That. I feel a difference here. Okay, besides that, we'll go to the beast of the NFC, the NFC West. Oh, boy. I'll, I'll start this one just for the last of the NFC. Oh, God. Who do I even put at the bottom? <laughs> I have a clear bottom for this one. I know. I probably – oh, God. I'm going to think. I, I think I have to put the Rams at the bottom. Rams mm-hmm. are going to be at the bottom. Sean McVay chokes, doesn't get it done this year. They lose Brennan Cooks in free agency during the season. 
and go into the full rebuild mode. They don't, they don't get it done. Next, I have the Cardinals. Cardinals, yes, they have all the people, all the pieces on their team, but I don't see them doing, reaching that hump so quickly. I see them in the next two, one or two years. They're going to be able to build those pieces, as I said earlier, fix the defense, and hopefully get better. It's, I mean, that Arizona team is a fun team to watch. And then I have, secondly, I have the Seahawks, Russell Wilson. No matter how much you hate him and no matter how much you talk smack about him, he just pulls anything out of his butt. I mean, he's just – every year you doubt them, and then magically they make the playoffs or magically they just somehow start winning games. And with their offense, yes, they might lose Davian Clowney, but I saw they already signed uh, Bruce Urban. They already made sure they got him to replace him, so they already have a defensive end to save their problems if, if Davian Clowney decides to leave. But Seahawks don't really lose much, and they're only going to gain more. I mean, that offense is still pretty decent. DK Metcalf's an absolute beast. And that uh, that's all I got to say about Seattle. And finally, I mean, the 49ers, what else, is, what else is there to say? They were just in the Super Bowl last year. I mean, that picture of them by the sideline after they intercepted uh, Patrick Mahomes was pretty funny because uh, who knew that uh, that'd be the last time they would be happy. But <laughs> the 49ers are definitely going to lead a redemption tour 2021. We'll see if they get it done. All right, I'll go second here. Um, I have the Rams in last at seven and nine, and I think that speaks truth to how good this division can be if they're seven and nine and they're in dead last by multiple games. Uh, the Rams. My biggest issue with the Rams is plain and simple. I think that they have too many weaknesses that they can't fix yet. Their running game to me is going to be really bad news, and I think because. It wasn't even good with Todd Gurley last year, and now they've got, I think, Malcolm Brown's their number one running back on the roster, and that's just not a recipe for success in that position. I do have the Cardinals in third here, 10-6, and six, though. Um, yeah, I think this is a big year for Arizona. They flip the final wild card spot. I think they still make the playoffs. It's not going to be a ridiculously good team, but they're going to have a lot of offensive pieces, and DeAndre Hopkins completely flips this organization for me. And at least Kenny and Drake is the lone running back. And so he doesn't have to worry about splitting carries. It's his, uh, it's his running game. The Seahawks are at 11-5 and five and my second-place team here. I feel as though with Russell Wilson there, anything can happen. Who knows? Seattle can even beat the Niners this year in this division. I have the Niners escaping 12-4, second seed in the NFC. All right. Um, I'm going to reverse course. I'm going to go Arizona at the bottom uh, just because they have – yes, they have a fantastic office. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury is going to be probably have a really good year on the offensive side. That defense is very suspect outside of Chandler Jones and Patrick Peterson. That if, unless they absolutely knock it out of the park in the draft at this point, I have them five and eleven to seven and nine because the rest of the division. I think you and the teams they play. Um, and then I have right, LA. Fair. I have LA at three spot probably another seven and nine, eight and eight. They did. I think the major problem is they've invested way too much into Jared Goff. Um, and that's why they've had to crunch so many players off their roster. Um, but that defense is still really good. You have, um, you still have Jalen Ramsey. Um, you still have obviously Aaron Donald and a lot of other really good pieces on that defensive end. And you're, that defense is going to keep them in games. And Jared Goff might improve a little bit, so we'll see on that. Seattle, number two, um, 
when you have a superstar quarterback, you're almost a lock for the playoffs unless that quarterback gets injured or the rest of the team is garbage. <laughs> Green Bay 2018. Um, so, but, um, but yeah, and then obviously San Francisco, I think, will be definitely top two seed. Uh, they didn't – I don't think they really lost anyone besides Emmanuel Sanders, and they are so deep everywhere, everywhere else. And this draft is loaded on wide receiver. They traded away DeForest Buckner, but they got a solid pick. They're probably going to use that on wide receiver. Maybe Henry Ruggs or C.D. Lamb. Who knows? Debo's about so, out here. What? Yeah, Debo Samuel might have a big year this year. Definitely agree with that. It's just an explosive offense. I think uh, hopefully Kyle Shanahan will finally learn from his mistakes um, in the Super Bowl, and Jimmy Garoppolo improves and will be a won't be a, much of a game manager as he was last year. All right. So uh, we'll. You want me to start things off? Yeah. We'll, we'll, I'm just gonna we'll we'll stay on the West Coast, but we'll let Matthew stay. Start this off. Oh, so AFC West switch here. Okay. Yeah. Switch conferences, stay in the West. We'll stay with AFC West. All right, Matthew. Let's hear it. All right. Chargers. Uh, I have a really rough record written down, so I'm going to flip that, actually. Uh, I have the Chargers going 5-11. and 11. I'm flipping that. I just realized how good the defense is. We'll go 7-9. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, Raiders go 6-10 and 10 and are the worst team in this division. Uh, I, I think they actually do regress a bit from last year. Um. I just don't know. I, I have my doubts with uh, oh, Las Vegas. That's going to take a long time to get right. Chargers 7-9. and nine. That offense by themselves would probably put them somewhere in the XFL. That defense would put them amongst the elite. Still, you need an offense. They don't have it. Broncos are my 9-7, and seven, and they are my final wild card in a wild AFC. Wow. Um, surprise myself with this one and the reason I chose them here is I think that remember this yes, they've lost, <laughs> yeah I have this written down we'll save this um I have heavy doubts about their defense however I think Von Miller Bradley Chubb don't forget about him he was out most of last year so I think a lot of people forgot about him they their secondary needs work but their front line is a very very strong group of, of people and their offense is really solid it is and then I have the Chiefs at 12-4. and four. I, I, Again, I do have concerns about that defense, but I think they're still enough to cruise in this division. You can go, Jackson, since I've been starting it off. All right. Um, gosh, this is, this is a little bit easier. I will agree the – actually, I'm going to go Denver. Denver and that last spot in the division. Um, I think – you might have a odd situation with Drew Locke. Yes, he looked fantastic last year, but you have to worry about a sophomore slump. And like you said, that defense is a little bit leaky. Yeah, they did trade for A.J. Bouye. They still have the nasty pass rushing duo up front, but that is a little worrisome to an extent. So that'll be interesting to see. Uh, I'll go Chargers at three. Like you said, the offense is going to be mediocre to bad with Tyrod Taylor at the helm. Yes, they have a lot of other weapons, but the offensive line is still not very good, and that defense is amazing. Um, I'll go Raiders at two. I think they continue to improve. 
it'll probably be a situation where they'll be eight and eight, nine and seven, somewhere around there. Um, they will, I don't have them in the playoffs. They're still going to be building. I think Gruden at first, everyone was going crazy when he made all those trades. Um, to an extent, I would agree with those people because you traded away your two franchise stars, uh, Namari Cooper and Khalil Mack, but he's building something really good in, uh, Las Vegas now. Um, and they did sign a couple of veterans. They signed Jason Witten as well. You still help Darren Waller a little bit. Um, and obviously the Chiefs, I actually have, I have them as the one seed in the AFC, um, somewhere between 12 and four, 14 and two, potentially. I think that they did you lose much. Possibility of 14 and two? I think it is a possibility. Um, their, def- uh, their rest of the division is mediocre at best. And they're just a dominant team. They kept Chris Jones. And I don't think they really lost anybody at, on either side of the ball. They pretty much kept everyone. Everyone's under contract. The big problem is it's going to be after this year, they're going to have to pay Mahomes the God-tier amount of money that he deserves. And that might uh, result in a couple of cap casualties. And I think Chris Jones might be one of those cap casualties when that happens. Yep. Don't you? Yep. Yeah. Yep. All uh, right. You have the AFC West still, right, Ethan, or did you? Yes. I, 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 come yeah. on. Let me say my opinion. Okay. <laughs> but uh, I, I have been in AFC, today. Yeah. AFC West, obviously Denver. They, I have them as dead last. I don't know what you're thinking right now, personally. <laughs> Denver. They're, they're, yes, they signed Melvin Gordon, but we'll see. It. It's an experiment. We'll see if it works to begin with. Yes, they have a few pieces, but I don't see them making it or w- winning that many games. I mean, they could barely Drew Lock win. Drew Locke may surprise you. That's all I'll say. I, I, I said – I already told you, Drew Locke is the man, but I don't – as much as he'll put up the pieces, I don't think they're going to be able to do come out away with it. And then I have the Raiders. Raiders, obviously, Darren Waller, Marcus Mariota, Derek Hart thing, whatever that they have in – in uh, Vegas, I said Oakland again, but uh, whatever they have going on there is going to be a joke. I don't see them winning many games at all. I have both those teams with not many wins. Then I have a complete opposite switch that I have the Chargers winning a decent amount of games. Tyrod Taylor has taken a team to the playoffs with a good defense. He did not win the game when they went there for the Buffalo Bills against, I believe it was your Jacksonville Jaguars that year when they went to 2018. Tyrod Taylor did bring the Bills to the playoffs and did that long streak that they had. But Tyrod Taylor, people forgot about him. T-Mobile, what a guy. Like he, They have plenty of weapons still on that Chargers team. They still have Keenan Allen. They still have Mike Williams. They still have Eckler. Eckler showed by himself when Melvin Gordon didn't even play that he could carry the entire like rushing offense by himself so that they, they are going to be stacked. And then that defense is enough by itself. They're a force to reckon with. And when you have a great defense like that, I mean, if the Bears were able to do it, why not T-Mobile and the Chargers? So then that's why I have them as, like, at least, like, a 10 or 11 wins for them. And they're definitely making the playoffs next year with this addition of the new game or the the extra playoff team because the Chargers have been ripped away because they've definitely deserved to make it the last few years because they've been playoff favorites, like, all the last few years with with their offense and defense. So this year I think they finally break the curse and they make it and actually get a few wins out of it. And obviously the Chiefs, Chiefs are just they are last year's Super Bowl champs. They have everybody. Didn't lose anybody, like you said. And I don't see them uh, really falling too or falling that hard unless Patrick Mahomes uh, gets injured. <laughs> All right, knock on wood. I just uh, did. 
I'll, I'll go over the AFC South here, unless you want to. Yeah, we, we, I, was, I, was, I was actually start with the. I'll start with the AFC North, and then you guys can start off your own divisions. Okay. So I'm good with that. So AFC North. Um, this is a pretty easy di- division to figure out. Uh, the Bungles will be last. Uh, Joe Burrow will be exciting to watch with AJ Green, Joe Mixon, Tyler Boyd. Um, but they're going to be bad for the most part unless Joe Burrow transfers his college season to the NFL, which is not going to happen. Oh, man. I don't believe in Cleveland yet. I have Cleveland in that third spot. Um, Yes, they added another weapon to that stacked offense, and they did add a right tackle, which I really liked for them because they got rid of Zeitler when they traded for Odell. Um, I I really like that move, but I got to see it on the field. Everyone was hyping them up to be a Super Bowl contender last year, and they didn't even get to 500. They haven't had an over 500 season since I believe Brian Hoyer was their quarterback. So I don't believe in Cleveland yet. Um, If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. This is, I'll gladly die on this hill. Um, I have Pittsburgh as number two. Um, That defense is fantastic with another Watt brother being amazing. They also added Derek Blatt at a fullback, so they have a dynamic duo going. If they don't want to play with both of them on offense, I will personally go attack Mike Tomlin. Just kidding. Uh, It's April Fool's Day, so I'm allowed. But, and I think Big Ben, after some time off, even though he was injured, I think he gets them raring to go. And just because of the rest of the AFC, I think he sneaks them in as a playoff team. And then the Ravens. The Ravens have the reigning MVP. Um, They added more defense to that already really good defense, even though they did lose C.J. Mosley a couple years ago. Um, That defense is amazing. That offense is going to be better. I kind of wish they traded for Stefan Diggs just because I think that would have just, they would have, no one could have stopped them either offensively or defensively. So yeah, that's my AFC North. You can go next, Stephen. All righty. So obviously the Bungles are going to be dead freaking last. And I mean, dead freaking last. The Ohio boy. Yes. Joe Burrow is going to be playing in his home state, but as many quarterbacks happen from the college to the uh, what is the college to the NFL, not many number one court or number one pick quarterbacks succeed right away. Jamarcus Russell, but uh, they don't usually. Oh, Jamarcus pan, Russell. But they don't really pan out as a hundred percent great. I mean, yeah, there's an Andrew Luck, but Andrew Luck retired early. Yeah, there was Jamarcus Russell. He retired. Derek Carr, or God, not Derek Carr. Um, the car guy. Wrong, wrong car. But David car. Carr. David, David Carr, Carr, yeah. I knew it started with a D. David Carr. He was supposed to be a good guy. He didn't pan out. These number one overall pick quarterbacks don't really turn out great. And that's why I don't think, as of starts, as of now, when we start, I don't see Bungles winning, ma- magically changing their like winning records just in one year, despite having A.J. Green somehow still on the team. But then we have uh, – this one, this one's gonna be more of a surprise to you guys, but I still have I have Pittsburgh as the three. I mean, yes, I may be joining the Cleveland bandwagon, but I, I Pittsburgh they have to prove to me that they have a quarterback and a running back that is worthy of actually producing something on that team. That offense was horrible. I mean, horrible last year. It was hard. Don't to disrespect work. the duck like that. Don't disrespect the duck. <laughs> but 
But yeah, you better I, not disrespect the Dodgers. I'm considering getting a jersey. I'm being, serious, so I'm being logical reasons. here. I mean, come on. Like, that offense was horrible, hard to watch. If they even made the playoffs, that would have been just tragic. That was like when the Dolphins made it to the playoffs just because of J.H.I. It was hard to watch the offense on that team when they made it. That's why I see Pittsburgh. Yes, they have an, an unbelievable defense. Like, they're, they're definitely going to be pretty good. But uh, if they don't fix that offense, if Ben Roethlisberger decides to somehow summon the god and his arm magic – or finally decides to cut his beard and fix his arm that he has. But I, as his beard continues to grow, I don't see it happening anytime soon. I don't see them winning that many games this next year. And then I have Cleveland at uh, number two. They don't have that many wins. I have them like at an eight and eight or like a nine and seven. Probably a nine and seven, just so they could say they broke the curse. They won. They they had a winning record, but they're they're not gonna go far, no matter what the people say. They have the talent. They obviously don't have the chemistry, and their coaches suck. So we'll hopefully, well, it'll most likely continue their streak. And then what is there to say about Baltimore? They got they even got Calais Campbell. Who else is gonna join the God Squad? I mean, they're just gonna continue to keep running. And they're also just like San Francisco is gonna be on a redemption tour. All right, so uh, Matthew, quickly begin. before you go, um, the yes. Steelers would have made the playoffs under the seventeen format. Just there yes, that, that's what that's what I have to say. <laughs> well aware of that. Um, all right, so ladies and gentlemen, your Cincinnati Bungles have arrived. Five and eleven. I think they'll do a little bit better with Joe Burrow, but they're going to be they're going to be bad. Um, Pittsburgh goes in third place here. Uh, I'm with. I'm with Ethan. I, I'm starting to believe a little more in Cleveland. And, uh, yeah, I think Ben Roethlisberger at this point in his career might be the worst player than Devlin Hodges. Why? I said that. Why? <laughs> so, I'm going to go with the Steelers in third. Browns, 500. They're not going to make the playoffs. They'll, they'll be second in the AFC North. I think they're the worst division in the entire AFC, apart from the South. This whole AFC sucks on another note. Um, Ravens. 13-3, and three. they are the one seed in the AFC for, well, I don't think I need to explain myself. I'm going to start the South before you go to the East, Ethan. Is that good with you? Sure. All right. Um, Jags 3-13, and 13, moving on. Uh, Texans 6-10 and 10 for the third place. Sorry, we went quick on the Jags. <laughs> Out of all the teams here, I have the Jags as the worst record in the NFL. And I think that you I think at this point you might not be able to disagree with me. Um the Colts are the second seed, and I think they make the the second seed in the NFC South, and I think they make the playoffs as a wild card. Um I think I have right now nine and seven, ten and six, something like that. And I think they'll be in. Titans win the division. Uh Tannehill plays even better than he did last year. Derrick Henry continues to say a monster. And that defense is very capable of being able to defend some of the best in the league on offense. All right. Um, I'll go, ahead, go quickly. Agree. Jaguars, 3-13, uh, and 13, uh, around that record, last place. <laughs> I'm dying. I'm going to go with the Colts at the three seed in, the, in that division. I think – River, I like the signing. I think it's a good signing for Indianapolis, but I think Rivers has lost a couple steps, and maybe that offensive line will help him out because obviously, like I said, Jaguars or not Jaguars, Chargers line is not that good um, last year, so we'll see how that goes. But I think Deshaun Watson can carry the Texans enough to a playoff spot. I mean, they have a solid group of receivers. Uh, hopefully, continue to improve other areas of their team. 
but it'll be like an eight and eight or nine and seven kind of playoff. It won't be, and they'll get knocked out in the first round, something. It won't be a great playoff um, performance, but, but I got to agree. Tennessee Tannehill, I think will even get better than he was last year. He'll throw the ball a little bit more. <coughs> Excuse me. I am worried about Derrick Henry a little bit, just with at least the contract situation, not his play. A little bit about his play, just because is he going to be able to replicate that playoff run that he had into a full 16-game regular season? And are are they going to be able to re-sign him at some point? So, yeah, Titans will probably be a three or four seed in the the AFC. All righty. So, for mine, I have to stay – AFC Southwise, it's going to be a battle of the worst between Jacksonville and Houston. Who could suck more? I mean, all, all that smack can. about the Dolphins being the worst team ever last year. We'll see what happens this year with the with either one of these two teams because neither one of them really have any offensive talent anymore. <laughs> so definitely, I, I don't even at least know Houston has a quarterback that of of, of I know, capabilities. I'm going to have Jacksonville dead last. I think probably at a good like two and. 14 and then a Houston at a 3 and 13 kind of a thing. Oh. They're, they're both going to suck and they're going to suck bad. Have you seen their who what the teams they're playing? Obviously. And no, I agree. They're playing I agree each other. That's I enough. You in terms of Houston. Well, I, I agree with because of their luck. With him on that. And then I have Houston uh, at 6 and 10. I, hey, I didn't interrupt. They're going to be third place. I, I agree with I that. But uh, I, I then I have the Colts as my second team, and the Colts still have their Quentin Nelson. Their offensive line is still amazing. There are running backs are finally healthy. What a coincidence! So they'll be back, and their defense is somewhat getting better with the DeForest Buckner. They're building that defensive front to actually help them in some way, so that def- they don't have to rely on the offense every single time. So, and then Titans obviously take the front I mean the Titans did lose Jarrell Casey to Denver but uh everyone out everywhere else they still kept everybody and that defense really works for uh for their coach god I can't think of his name right now I'm being stupid Mike Vrabel thank you Mike I'm Vrabel Mike Patriot so that's probably yeah. why you couldn't remember yeah thank you <laughs> that's clear I got rid of it <laughs> out of my mind as soon as possible but the Titans are going to be great Derek Henry, I know you guys are worried about him, but the only reason why they franchise tagged him is so they could save enough money to actually pay him for next year. So they're, they're going to give him a massive contract because they don't want to get rid of him. And I think they're just going to continue winning. They'll win the division with ease. Okay. All right. Alrighty, since it's my turn to finally move, start the divisions, AFC East, what a division. It was supposed to be the worst one last year. I mean, technically it was because the Patriots represented them and got – out in the first round, but the Bills are going to change that. They're going to – oh, shoot, I was going to start at the top. We'll start at the bottom. Jets still suck, and they will always suck, no matter how much you want to suck uh, Sam Darnold. I mean, come on. It's Sam Darnold. They have nobody else on their team. Jamal Adams wants to leave. Everyone has left the team. No one wants to be there because the management sucks. The people there suck. They're, it's just horrible to witness. They're going to definitely suck. So – and then I have in third place, it's going to be – oh, boy, you guys are going to be mad. Just cause, I'm going to be biased just because I can. I'm going to have the Patriots there. They're going to drop hard. They're going to drop hard. Brian Hoyer is not a starting quarterback. He's way too freaking old no matter what Belichick does to him. I mean, he does like working with old men, but 
I don't think they're going to be able to get take the best out of Brian Hoyer. I mean, their wide receivers, they still haven't done anything to solve the problem, the reason why Brady left. So they're still going to suck. Stidham might have a chance to play, but he looks like he could be uh, not as great as Brady. But I'll keep saying that and keep hyping up my hype. The Dolphins take second. I don't know if they make the playoffs this year, but they'll be definitely in the hunt. Uh, Brian Flores hypes his man up. Fitzmagic wins them a few games. Maybe Tua gets involved sometimes later in the season, but they have the second place, and Buffalo takes it because Buffalo has just got all the talent then, and they are winning, and they're going. They're looking to win, and they're looking to win now. So, all right. You can go ahead, Matthew. Uh, you, want, you want me to? Okay. All right. So uh, I have the Jets way last. I mean, I think four games out. Because I think every other team in the AFC East finishes either 500 or better. I have the Jets at 4-12. Um, I have the Dolphins straight at 500 at 8-8. Eight eight. So they are my third team on here. Second team, I have the Patriots. Uh, I have the Patriots going 10-6. and six. I'm sorry. I feel like Belichick pulled something out of his ass. And Bills go 13-3. And, and I think they – my bold prediction is they don't lose a single game in the division. Not one. Wow. My, that's my boldest prediction from this season. I think the Bills dominate this division. They are leaps, leaps and leaps in front of every other team in this, in this division, in my opinion. I'm sorry, Ethan, but I think the Bills are it's definitely right. one of the – I think the Bills are the team to beat, apart from the Ravens and the AFC. I think you got Ravens and then you Chief, got Bills. You're forgetting about the Chiefs. No, I'm not. They won the Super Bowl. What are you going to tell bad about them? They won. Okay. Now, the Bills' biggest issue, I've said this a million times, they needed a receiver. They got one. They are now to me, if I had to pick the team that has, like, the most power and the most balanced team in all of football, it's Buffalo. The Chiefs still don't have a defense. Yes, they have Mahomes. Don't care. Now in their third year of Mahomes, teams are finally going to start to learn how to defend him. And it is only a matter of time before the Chiefs become predictable again. Patrick Mahomes is an elite quarterback. Yeah. Josh Allen is not. Uh, yeah. Josh Allen, as I've said multiple times, is still a really good quarterback. Good, I've said it not. multiple times, and I don't have to say it again. I think Josh Allen is borderline top 10. I think he's either 9, 10, 11, 12, something like that. I've said it multiple times, and I'm not afraid to say it. All right. Well, after that interesting conversation about a Wyoming quarterback and a Texas Tech quarterback, um, I'm going to keep rolling around the uh, green machine finishing in the dumpster. Uh, The Jets finished last last in that division. Um, I have New England at three. I think they've lost way too many pieces. Oh, the Lions also signed Jamie Collins, so the Patriots lost Jamie Collins. Um, and unless they somehow get Cam Newton, this is not going to be a good year. They'll finish, I think at worst, 7-9, but no playoffs, first time in like 20 years. Well, second time in 20 years, because they missed the playoffs when they had Matt Castle. Um, and then I have the Dolphins at 9-7 and seven as my – Second of my two wild card teams. Be my ego. Wild card teams. The bandwagon is open. Um, just so clarification, I also do have the Colts making the playoffs, even though they're going to be third in the AFC South. Um, and then 
I have the Bills. I don't think they're going to be a top two seed in the AFC. It all hinges on uh, how Josh Allen does. And I think I will be bold. If Josh Allen does not improve enough, even with all these weapons, the Dolphins can figure it out, and Josh Allen doesn't, the Dolphins will win the division. I like that. My brother right, tried to get I will say this. back about the Dolphins and Utsin. If that. Josh Allen, if Josh Allen plays either the same or better than he did last year, doesn't matter. Even if he's the same as he was last year, they will be at least at least ten and six or eleven and five. Oh yeah, I, that, I we don't I agree need with that. improvement. We could use improvement, like from Josh Allen. They don't need it. Um, I I disagree because you saw how he played in that playoff game. If he's the same, he's going to still be chucking 40-yard bombs to Patrick DeMarco. Don't be afraid to throw to those unpredictable receivers, though, because those are the guys who doesn't mean they can catch doesn't it. Doesn't matter. He's a doesn't, doesn't, doesn't matter. He caught it, did he's he not? Oh, he dropped it, and it was double well, no, covered. I'm saying, I'm saying, like, you never know. There's Remember when you ran the surprise ball and teams have. obliterated? Yeah, 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 whatever. And he fumbled but, the ball, and they choked the too game. Too bad, so sad. Crying in a corner. They but... choked the game. Because <laughs> of course they choked the game. It was a young team. I'm telling you, though, I think I think you're only saying this because you're a Miami fan. No, but I'm, I'm telling you. No, I'm saying it. I'm a fan. No, I know. I know from experience. <laughs> yeah, whatever. You, well, of course you know from experience. Even in the Young athletic quarterback who but, can't throw. Josh Allen, Mitchell Trubisky, I can't find a difference. Except Josh Allen has wow, a you clearly arm. are not looking hard Huh? Now he has a receiver, though. Now Josh Allen has one of the best receivers in the NFL. Watch do? how he improves. What, what do you mean? I know I'm up, but I'm just saying they're not going to go – I mean, they're going to go far, but they're not going to win the Super Bowl this year. Oh, no, I, I don't think they are either, but they're going to get closer well, than you think. Jump. I think it's, Josh it's Allen's going to make a jump. Uh, or, or Taylor. Get, bring Team O'Neill back. I honestly think – yeah, I don't think they should bring T-Mobile back. I think that's a horrendous idea that should never happen ever. Um, but Josh Allen, I think this year, if you didn't believe me last year that he's a top ten quarterback, you'll be saying you'll be saying the exact opposite by the end of this year. And I see Jackson losing his mind back there. But I love your hot takes, Jackson. Uh, Matthew, I love your hot takes. I'm not afraid to say what's on my mind, and I'm not afraid to say what I think. And you guys can disagree with me all you want. I think Josh Allen will be a top ten quarterback by the end of this year. Okay, skip right. Just like unicorns are real. Right. Just yeah, I don't yeah, unicorns aren't real. And well, Chris Porzingis is real, but um <laughs> apart from Chris Porzingis, there's not a lot of real unicorns out there. Anyway, we're getting off topic. Um Do we want to do a quick um to... say do you still want to do the power rankings? Because we kinda already went through every single team. I think well, we kind of just steamrolled through every team. Yeah. Yeah. We could do a quick, like, who makes the playoffs and stuff like that. Because we kind of said it, but we didn't really define it all that well. I mean, besides, we could do that really quickly and then probably finish it off. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm running on about a five, ten-minute time constraint here. So, let's just try and wrap this up quick here. Okie dokie. Yes. Tua could play 100 – or Tua's ready to play. Uh, that just came via Bleacher Report. Bleacher Report. Did it now. <laughs> Oh boy. Yeah, well, Bleacher Report oh is also boy. considered the Brown Report. I just saw this thing the other day where there's like majority of all the posts from Bleacher Report are all about LeBron James. Yeah. Also, something that I want to read real quick from Adam Schefter. 
is Lamar Jackson and Antonio Brown have been actively working out this past this offseason. And there's multiple rumors that Antonio Brown becomes the next big receiver to Baltimore. Hollywood Brown was with them too. Yes, he was. And I think that I honestly believe that don't. that works Baltimore, out. Uh, if Baltimore's listening, don't. No. I will say this. Signs Antonio Brown if Antonio Brown goes to Baltimore and he and there's no problems and he and he's not and this actually works out, the Ravens are winning the Super Bowl. That's simple. That would break the Madden curse, and that's not allowed. We can't let him win a Super Bowl. Well, Mahomes so already who, did it. That's true. Who's twenty-one cover then? Who, who's we don't know yet. Cover? We don't know yet. Who's your best guess? Uh, probably Lamar Jackson. It, last time it was the MVP for Madden 20. Uh, Madden 19 was not, but it was pretty cool. It was in the MVP conversation. It's going to be Lamar Jackson. Uh, I'm going Josh Allen. I'm kidding. No, I think it's going to be – Yeah. Whatever you say, I think it's going to be Lamar Jackson and his cover. Yeah. Um, all right. So, real quick, Ethan, then Jackson, then me. All the teams you have in the playoffs, rapid fire, quick explanation of why, oh, Ethan, go. NFC, we got Packers. I have, to, I have to do seven this year. Packers are definitely making it. I see as the Bears make it as, like, the last seed, the number seven. I have, I believe, I have the Seahawks making it. I have the 49ers making it. That's four. Um, so, you guys caught me off guard. I didn't make this. I didn't make mine up. Um, who else? I got, I got a, a division. Saints. Definitely making it. They're going to be one of the higher ones. I think Saints, if not, they're going to be one or two seed in the they – might, they might reach the bye. It'll be the Saints or uh, – I don't think the Buccaneers make it this year with Brady because I hate Brady. Um, I think uh, – what, what's the what – oh, the Eagles. Eagles are the only team that make it from their division. Is that six? <laughs> yeah. Shoot. Um – and then I got probably, probably I'll I'll put Atlanta in there just because Atlanta has a chance to because their offense is too good and I want Julio to Jones and Matt Ryan to make it. So that's my seven from there. AFC, we got AFC. Okay. Let's start with, uh, AFC West again. Move east. Um, definitely have the Chargers and the Chiefs making it. Like I said, Chiefs will be the higher seed. They might reclaim a bye like they did last year. Um, who else is in the AFC? AFC North, uh, Baltimore is going to be also fighting for that bye. Um, Cleveland sneaks in as a 9-7 and seven team. They'll be the last team to get in. I have Buffalo making it. God, I think it's seven teams that will make it. Um, AFC South. God, the AFC sucks this year. How can I choose teams? Um, obviously, Tennessee makes it. I have the Colts making it. That's seven. Uh, who, who, who should I give a bold prediction to? I might as well give it to my Dolphins and make them have a sneaky chance to make it along with the Browns. Might as well. <laughs> okay. All right. Jackson. All right. We'll start. We're going coast to coast for each division. NFC West, I have the 49ers and the Seahawks making it. 49ers will be the two seed. Um, I'll have probably the Seahawks is probably – the best wild card team, so it'll be that five seed. Um, NFC North, I have the Bears winning the division. They'll be the three seed. Um, Eagles will be the four seed. 
and the Saints will be the number one seed. Um, I'll throw in the Packers as one of my, my second wild card. And then, you know what? I'll throw in Atlanta. I'll throw in Atlanta as my other wild card. Um, I think LA and Arizona are too far away. And then I think Tampa Bay and Carolina are too far away. And then everyone else in the NFC is just garbage. Uh, AFC, oh, actually not done yet. Uh, NFC, oh, actually, no, I did finish. Never mind. Uh, AFC, AFC West, I have the Chiefs winning that division. Uh, number one, actually, number two seed. Uh, NFC, AFC North, I have Baltimore. And I'm actually going to go Pittsburgh to make the playoffs. And then AFC East, I have Buffalo. I just have Buffalo. And then AFC South, I have Tennessee and Houston. All right. Oh, wait, don't you have – is there is – there, is that seven? Yeah, that's seven, right? Yeah. I, yeah. I took out right. the Colts and put in the Steelers. Ah, okay. NFC – okay, I'll just roll NFC real quick and in order. Um, Saints – 49ers, Cowboys, Packers win their respective divisions as I see just a man in the background. Hello. I go away. <laughs> go away. Um, and then my three wild cards are in the NFC are Seahawks, Buccaneers, and I didn't write down another one. Okay, well, I'm stupid. Oh, yes, I did. Seahawks, Buccaneers, and Cardinals. Um, in the AFC – yeah, you saw that and heard that. AFC, Ravens, Bills, Chiefs, Titans for divisions. Patriots, Colts, and I'm going to flip the Broncos. I have no faith in them anymore. Uh, Patriots, Colts. We talked them out of it. Let's go. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying Dolphins, but I'm saying Dolphins. Um, okay. Feed my go. ego. I am feeding the ego, but honestly, the Dolphins have made so many good additions this offseason that I can't keep them out of this. Cardinals yeah, over the Bears the in the playoffs. <laughs> Say that again, Nathan. The Bears? Yeah. Here's the thing. If you guys were in the AFC, you're a five seed. You're in the NFC. You're not in it. I think we win the AFC East. Where we compete with Buffalo in the AFC East. We win oh, you are not AFC winning South. the AFC East against Buffalo. Are you crazy? Oh, uh, my God. A- not again. AFC, okay. Oh, oh, this. AFC, AFC South, you're winning. AFC West, There's you're not winning. If I can compare Buffalo to it, would be uh, the Bears. Because both of them have quarterback problems. Both of them have amazing defenses. And both of them have problems with wide receivers. Uh, I'm just checking to make sure. I'm just checking to make sure. I would just, I disagree right. now. They both have a number one receiver. I mean – Bears have the Allen Bills Robinson. do not have quarterback issues. The Bills, the Bills do not have quarterback, quarterback issues. issues. If you consider a if you consider a mobile quarterback who led the league in rushing touchdowns and a guy who can definitely has a cannon for an arm, and if he works on his accuracy, can be cool. a he very, has a very strong quarterback. Okay. I'm cool. just saying He's right now. Patrick Mahomes. Good job. Josh Allen has finished a year and a half of the NFL, because I'm not even sure I can count his whole first season as a rookie season. Give him some time. Nathan Peter was better. Hmm? And you need to get You see my straight okay. face I just um, said there? <laughs> yeah, Nathan Peterman is better. Yeah, that's right. Okay, oh, well, I think okay. that's a good way to finish. That's a good way to finish. <laughs> Leave it. We should just cut it at Nathan Peterman is better and just end the video there. All right. I'll All let right. you guys go ahead and do your uh, outro uh, and stuff. Yeah, I'll, I got the All outro right. because – 
obviously we've been talking for way too long. It's we were already on our minute of uh, basically two and a half hours. So uh, we've we've reached definitely longer than we usually do. You only do usually do an hour, but we're making up for the weeks that we've missed because we've had no school and we've been holding our opinions for way too long about all this NFL stuff. But uh, overall, it was definitely fun. Got to speak our minds. We need this because there's no sports going on. And thank God the draft is still in suit. So if you guys are willing to join us or come come on again, we could maybe do it one more time for the draft to give our opinions about that. But And that means a few eyes are listening. People tune in. I mean, this is new to us because we actually get to see our faces. This is not really a normal podcast to us because we never show our faces. But hi, Mom. You can see me now. But uh, overall, thanks for tuning in. And hopefully for the foreseeable future, we'll have, maybe have an NFL draft podcast coming up once in a while, maybe next week, two weeks. If the NFL draft doesn't get moved, fingers crossed, knock on wood, whatever else we could do. But uh, – <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, and uh, thanks, Jackson, for joining us, and thank you, Matthew, for hopping on and all that jazz. But uh, other than that, uh, have a great evening. Have a great morning, wherever you are in the world. But uh, Bye-bye. Stay safe, everybody. Wash your hands. Keep yourself social distancing. Stay safe. All right. Stay home, everyone. Don't do anything dumb. Adios. Peace. Bye.